0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
1: This is Mike Semper from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Alright, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey! Hey, folks, welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Gordon here. We have Rich Lott. What's going on, man? Oh, man, I'm chilling, man. i am just uh, been having a swell day. We're here a day late. Um, but, you know, it's all good. Uh, you know, we needed more time, you know, to let everything marinate. So we uh, ended up doing a Q&A. So we've got lots of questions from, you know, Twitter. And I think uh, there was some something for the discord. We're going to go through a lot of big news um, in the world of wrestling. But what's going on with you, James? Not too much, not
2: too much. Um, you know, I, I didn't watch Stardom after the Grand Prix, so like I kind of need to detox. Like it, it was weird because like there's never been anything like quite like that after WrestleMania. Like I guess for word burnout, if you will, or just like decompression stage. Where, uh, where you know for me it's kind of like you know biggest sho- you know biggest show in wrestling that year. Um, they t- normally build you know, WrestleMania season from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania basketball playoffs right around the corner. I kind of need a break, and I'll get back into swing of things. This is the first time I ever had like a burnout from stardom, where I was like, "This thing was so awesome." There's like these house shows aren't going to be able to <laughs> match what just fucking happened. I need a, I need a break. Let me, like, you know, and the NBA season just started. Like, I want to watch some NBA. Um, and, like, I was just, you know, like, a lot of these last two weeks where it was, like, I would not watch any wrestling until, like, the weekend and have to cram some stuff in to, um, to watch. Um, so, like, I'm actually up to speed on on AEW. I'm up to, up to speed on uh, Stardom. So, like, I went to watching all the Stardom shit. Like, everything except for um, freaking um new blood but i even watched the main event of new blood and i know what happened to new blood so like i'm ready to rock um hell yeah, yeah. so um, um n- next week news, on, the a little behind on the news but, you, but you're gonna film me on the news and I'll, we'll go from there but you <clears> know yeah, that's actually different from some from some days where like i'm just like away from whatever weird discourse there is going on that you like you plugged <laughs> in and you've been in, into it for a couple hours and ready to go so um I, I'm, wherever you snuff. take me i'm ready to go
1: there's some stuff uh, before we I get bet. there, though. Make sure you guys are downloading One Nation Radio on the individual One Nation Radio feed. We are seeing the numbers uh, rise slowly. So uh, if you normally listen on the social suplex feed, you want to support One Nation Radio even more. And why wouldn't you? Because you're not haters that listen to this show. You guys definitely want to see your boys succeed. So make sure you go ahead and do that. Um, uh, there was uh, one other thing. Uh, so next week is going to be a Halloween show. Uh, you know, costumes. Costumes. So uh I got mine, you know. Uh I'm hoping James uh, you know, gets in the spirit and uh, you know, joins me, you know, here on the show uh for with the Halloween uh get up.
2: I don't even know what to say to you right now. Like maybe, maybe not. We'll see. The we'll see is no. <laughs>
1: We'll, so see. Y'all, if we'll y'all see. see. If y'all want to see, if y'all want to see Jan's dress up, don't do ones incentive. in the comments
2: or twos in the comments. None of that. Don't you do know, that. No, don't don't this, don't, this do that. don't do that. Don't do that. We need don't, the people not, to speak. You are not about to pressure me or fan pressure me into, into doing that <laughs> for the no.
1: audience. No. This is a fear
2: factor, am I going to put me on a show to do do weird things just for your entertainment? <laughs> what is that? No, we're <laughs> not doing this. Get out so, of here.
1: Um, uh, in the biggest news of the week, Dave Meltzer's office is clean. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I heard about this. It, but, uh, how
2: many people came over and helped him clean up that shitty ass room?
1: Man, uh, it had to be at least three. Terrible.
2: We, we can ass see man. his.
1: We can see his floor. Uh, they installed a whole camera system, so Dave on camera just is fucking hilarious. So, like, I'm considering a high doing the uh, adult. I'm considering doing the the video membership. I, I've never had it just to see Dave just be hilarious.
2: Look, man, you know how people be asking like, like you know, he's one of the most prolific writers of all time. people yeah. ask like, how the hell this man like in any you know any genre of uh, of of um of literacy, right? Um, and, <laughs> I said literacy. That's not the right word. Whatever. we <laughs> moving on. But uh, like. People ask how does he find the time? It's like the time is on the floor, my guy. <laughs> he not, he wasn't tidying shit up for years and decades or whatever else. Like his story on the floor. That's how he's able to crank out so much shit. I
1: I, I wanna know like what was the wildest shit he picked up like uh, off the floor that was like, Oh, there was some crazy ass story that like he forgot about that was just like laying there or something. Right. Some notes that was laying around like, Oh my god. Did did anybody yeah. did anybody uh like, Dave should have did this on a live stream, clean that whole shit up. He he, and I, I, people got a super chat this shit.
2: I don't know because you know when it comes. Look, we don't know who was involved in the cleaning, but we don't know like what they had to clean out of there. So we don't. <laughs> so. It might have been it might have been shit where like someone was like I know damn well you ain't bring me over here for your stinking ass birthday to help clean up uh this bullshit that's been that's been here in this corner hiding off and dying uh for for for, for five last like, five years get the fuck this out man of here probably
1: probably done picked up like a a letter from like Motoko Baba like Giant Baba's wife saying he's banned from the arena. <laughs>
2: That was Shit. so many years ago. When did, <laughs> exactly. Was that the late '90s when Bro, like was she, all of a sudden 90s. his mom started, started hating him? Or yes. uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever find out why? Uh, I don't know.
2: <laughs> hold, on. hold on, hold on, hold on. Black Saint Virginia says James got to do the town of Kano polls on Halloween at least once. I think I've done that on this stream before. I think I've done literally done it. Fuck it, I'll do it now. <laughs> like, Clip it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'll do oh. it again if you didn't catch it. Which one do you want? Do you want the U Tommy one or the terrible one? Which one you want?
1: Very distinct.
2: Yeah. I, I... <laughs> there you go. How we came early for you?
1: <laughs> but um uh... The real news of the week. Uh, so Chris Jericho ended up signing a uh, three year extension with AEW. Ah, um, and basically uh, keeps them in AEW through December 2025. Uh, He's fifty-one years old now, um, so they announced it via Variety. Um, so there was like a lot of stuff, um, like you know, this comes on the heels of the John Moxley extension with like uh, similar to the in-ring Jericho be a producer and a creative advisor for AEW. He's going to continue to mentor uh, young talent. Uh, he basically stated, "He said, I guess the answer is simple. Why not? Things have been going so well in the company. I really do feel this is my company. It's tattooed on my heart, so to speak. I've been here since day one. There's really no reason not to be here continuing forward. When AEW first started, I think it was basically Chris Jericho and a group of very talented people that might not have been as well known. Within three months, that changed. And within three years, we've got at least a dozen, maybe two dozen of our homegrown stars that came into their own on AEW television TK uh, also weighed in. He said Jericho submitted his legacy a long time ago as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. And we're fortunate to have his skills, charisma, knowledge, and insights in AW for years to come. Chris has discovered a fountain of youth this year, and he's having some of the very best matches of his legendary careers against some of the top names in wrestling and expanding his responsibilities. He'll continue to serve as a valuable leader with our roster, having the opportunity to utilize one of the most creative minds In the history of wrestling. So um, I uh, basically, you know, on this show, like a couple months ago, I said he's going to work his way into being like the Pat Patterson of his time. Um, And that this seems to be step one to uh, ensuring that is the case, Uh, you know. But I feel like the writing was on the wall for this. Once Vince McMahon left WWE, there was no way in fuck Chris Jericho was going back to work for Triple H. Uh, if you know about the history of those two gentlemen, it is a Cold War like the United States and the U.S.S.R. Um, it, it, it slips through in interviews sometimes. They're they're normally publicly. Uh, it's, they're diplomatic know, some, publicly. They're yeah. diplomatic publicly, but it slips through in interviews sometimes, especially when Jericho is talking about NXT because he thinks that shit sucks. And he, th- he, th- he thought it sucked for a long time. And uh, there's resentment going back to that boat stuff where they wouldn't, you know, have NXT on the boat. Uh, of course, like Jericho's whole time and, you know, WWE, him coming in. I imagine Triple H, his best friend being Shawn Michaels, hearing everybody saying this other guy's the next Shawn Michaels. And he probably thinks he sucks and put put the brakes on his career a bunch. And, you know, they had that WrestleMania program that didn't really do any favors for either of them really um and you know just just a decade of and, and also the festival of friendship thing which i think is like the big most recent thing where uh AAA was trying to get a whole bunch of shit changed jericho was like fuck that went straight to vince and then vince essentially let jericho do it his way and i think you know there, there's just always a cold war there um so I, I had no doubt like once vince was gone that jericho was gonna like Stick around. I'm assuming he, um, you, you know, th- this. If anyone was worried about AEW, and I don't think anyone that lists to it to this show would be worried about them as far as like, yo, are they going to be viable in the future and stuff like that, right? Because you guys are smart, um, or at least signing, not dumb, right? Si- signing <laughs> through, yeah, <laughs> signing through 2025 seems to be like this, like, oh, there's there's money on the way. There's like, you know, there like there's stuff like. For him to not even go to free agency to, to see, he was like, "Yo, I'll just take this bag now." What do you think that sell says? And you know, what's your general reaction to this news? Um, I, I think that it gets him
2: <clears throat> one; it gets him to a point to where like he has his money secured, and like if he's you know somehow continue wants to continue past twenty five, like they'll have their new TV deal by then, and have more money; there'll be money available for him there. And it'll be early enough to where like there won't be like a bunch of in- huge influx of you know WWE years or you know another wave of I mean, like it was with NXT guys like coming in and that sort of thing. So there will be money there as opposed to like uh, similar situation when they heard about like uh, we were hearing about like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn about like eh, wait to next deal like it's kind of you know financially it's not you know it's not the right time for you to come over here for us. Um, so I-, I think they just put some right in position to. Get one last bag before on the way out. Like, so, um, and you know, given what he's done this year, um, I wouldn't have the concerns that I had like last year. Like, he is, you know, I'm not saying that he's perfect or he has great matches at time in time out, but like, if he's, if this is what he's going to do going forward, he could keep doing this forever. Um, obviously he won't be able to continue to do this for bringing my point is like <laughs> last year or 2020 at points, we had a lot of concerns about like, is he done? And then, you know, you know, the health scare, the weight loss, this is a, you know, this is a bounce back here. Like he, you know, we don't have a comeback wrestler of the year type of award, but like, he would definitely be in the contention if not like winning it outright at the least. Um, so
1: yeah. Um, so once again, proves the, the, the ancient philosophy never count out chris jericho uh i was very happy to see this news and i was like this is this just comes at a perfect time with him looking like this uh this 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 leader of sorts and like this this uh well of knowledge that's around and jericho just makes things better that's been the case in wrestling for how long Thirty years so about? like yeah, so, like, if you can lock him up and then, like, continue to, like, keep his influences and, you know, this is a guy, you know, I've I've gone time and time again. And I'm not going to do the same Jericho segment I always do right mm-hmm. now, but uh, I, I was very happy to see see this and, you know, it, it ensures, like, you know, some of the, the core, like, uh, of AEW is, like, going to be around. Like, you don't have to worry about Jericho, like, you know, taking his ball and headed elsewhere. Like, and, you know, I think he would be very missed if he wasn't around so um but uh, speaking of someone are you like you was gonna say something oh yeah uh look in the chat so a couple things uh, jericho's uh video post for triple h's 25 years in wwe is so backhanded yes it is um uh, jericho had a better feud with sean than triple h agreed the ocho going to hbo max baby <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, A W podcasting Omaha Steaks Jericho is loaded. Uh,
2: also the uh, was it uh, you know, the wine of Jericho? He also had that. Oh so, yeah, yeah, Uh stuff. So, uh, but yeah, what I was referring to was uh, put a check Zach, with a check. <laughs> put a check. Okay, M J G. Uh, now I was actually referring to it's good to recap those, but I was referring to uh, Zach and Poe after uh, talking about um, uh, talking about doing the poses. Oh man! <laughs> so I've already done like the the okay the, the it, two it, the two very common bear yeah the two common tan poses. So like if you do the, the if you do the bear one, I'll do the cosmic angels pose. All
3: right,
1: here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three shot, Dad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's the only reason why he's asked to do it. He's like, I want to get a picture when both of them are doing something crazy. And then they're going to run off with it. So, yeah. We,
1: run, run off. We have no problem slick. being, being yeah, meaned go, up. Go for it. You know. Go for it. Whatever. We, we encourage his behavior. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Adam says he's tried to book Fozzie here in Cincinnati. It's not cheap. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wow. forgot about that. The the the, the music, too. So, um, But, yeah, man. Um. Let's see what else we got. Oh, yeah. So, I was talking about Jericho. And, uh, you know, him, you know, being better with him being around, speaking of someone who looks like they're not going to be around, um, CM Punk looks like <laughs> he is going to be bought out. Um, like, that's the the story, you know, AW's is looking to buy CM Punk out um, of his deal. And that's kind of, I think, what a lot of people thought was going to happen originally with this thing. Um, it's like actual kind of news like broke on it. Like it's funny how Dave went on that rant about how he wasn't getting anything. And then all of and a sudden he started, he
2: starts getting everything. Yeah. You know,
1: and you know, it is Speaking um, real, got the oil, huh? Yeah. yeah some, some happened. Somebody started calling Dave. Like, I, I think TK was like, all right, man, here's what's going on. Like, I, I I don't know who talked to him, but uh, seems like the elites come back soon. But um, if you know CM Punk's gone, and uh, I guess the holdup is is the non compete uh, issue. So uh, you know, it is. I I don't know like the non compete that I you know the reason of the non compete is because they it seems like they think he's gonna go to WWE, um, something like that. I think he immediately would go to WWE at you know whenever he could um there's been like conflicting reports like people people saying WWE doesn't really wouldn't have interest like you know from the Triple H side da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't sure. believe that like
2: yeah the, yeah like, like
1: Triple H isn't an idiot like even if it was a case where they didn't bring him in right away like let a year go by and then right. they start start thinking like well what can we do for for a little shot in the arm like there's, there's nothing that, like, you know, they keep bringing stop back back them Goldberg
2: and Brock Lesnar, but they wouldn't bring back CM Punk because he's difficult to work with. I'm sorry. Didn't, is, isn't one of those guys a guy that, like, whipped a fucking championship belt at, at Vince's head <laughs> after a WrestleMania main event? What the fuck are we talking about?
1: Um, you know, I was I was talking to a buddy of ours. Was like, you seem to be blatantly disregarding that they went to court with that man. I was like, "Well, is that shit still going?" No. Okay. Um. Also, that went
2: to court. Like, did they didn't go to court with Hogan?
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah.
2: Didn't did didn't Hogan testify against Vince? Are we done?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fuck. man. Um, like,
2: people. I, I, like I get it, I get it. Like people want people to hold grudges and hold them forever. And look, I gotta say, like I admire some people that have held up their forever beefs. I, I really do. I appreciate the, the part where he's like, forget, never for, forget, uh, never forgetting. I never forgive either. Like I, I appreciate people that are willing to hold their ground on like being like I'm, I I I have had enough, and I will not go one step further with this person over what happened. And they're and they're willing to stick up to that. I really I really do. Um, but that's not. How most, like relationships are, especially when it comes to this type of business. Like, there all the people that pe- that you know they've said over here. nobody will never take them back. They took back fucking Warrior. Warrior you stuck him up for how much money?
1: A hundred and fifty thousand, I believe. Jared, how much was that? A hundred k. A hundred k. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, like, as far as like AEW, like I, you know. CM Punk brought what he brought to the company. Um, at least during the first six months, he was a very strong uh, draw and uh, television ratings mover, and um, you know. And then after that, I, I would say there are a uh, it's a tale of two runs, like where he kind of comes back to reality. And obviously, I don't think he's gonna stay like as hot as he was when he first came back. I I, I don't think that'd be realistic to expect that because. Much like the story of like CM Punk's career, he's not John Cena. So, you know, them losing him uh, out of that and keeping the elite, sign me up. Like, if it comes down to, you know, are you keeping CM Punk? Are you keeping the elite? I'm keeping the elite. I'm keeping the guys that are responsible for much of the the greatest matches in this company's history. I'm keeping the guys that are, like, founders of this company and you know, I have confidence they'll be able to work themselves back in easier with whatever harm they may have done to to themselves in this whole scenario than you know, CM Punk who embarrassed the company publicly and uh did all this all this stuff like, you know, right in front of Tony Khan in front of the owner. Like the, the good thing about a lot of the elite, the elite stuff is like no one's acted an ass like this in public. Like, so um cm punk loses kind of a lot of sympathy in that respect to me um uh, with his public antics not not just at the um uh the press conference but like the whole shit where he was calling out hey man page like and going and taking the show like off course and shit like that so um i don't know man it's it's real weird and i um you know i don't know hey, what what about you man
2: it sucks that either uh either are gone. Um, I, I I quite frankly wish that it'd be a situation where like they can just come back and just never work with each other. And I'd be probably fine with that. Um I know that you think that uh would not be ideal. Well we're past not ideal after CM Punk uh goes out there and does that thing with um in front of right next to Tony Khan. So we're we're past that, right? Much like we're past a lot of things, but they <laughs> are gonna move on. Um I You know, I think kind of sucks. I think especially because like you know these acts are you know CM Punk was their or is slash was their top act, and he had an incredible year, regardless of what people think of the Bret Hart tribute stuff or not, and whether or not you liked it or you hated it. Like uh, the dude had the dude had better television than anyone in the time he was around um in the year. So it sucks that he's going to be gone um it sucks that like this mjf thing uh even though they were able to put a nice boat on it um still like there was another chapter for it and it seems that we're going to be missing out on that um and you know like it's going to be weird like he's go- that it seems like he he won't be back and like we gonna be like all right so what's feud of the year oh him and mjf well uh, who's best on promos oh he probably finishes top three you know, it's, it's, gonna, it's just going to be really weird. Um, but yeah, uh, if he's gone, he's gone. And like, you know, there's other places to wrestle. And that's the beauty of like having an AEW round as opposed to like if you're in WWE and you burn your bridge at WWE and you're as big as CM Punk, you can't go anywhere else. Now, like there's two places. And if you burn one bridge, you can go to other place. And you get so hot and, and, uh, and do so much good business or good work that like they'll eventually for, for want to forgive you at the next place and you can go back to the other place in a few more years. Maybe not, maybe not in the case of the CM Punk thing or whatever else, but in general, that'll be the case. Cause like when we had WCW and WWE, we had people out here pulling knives out on, or sorry, pulling out scissors on people and going back and forth and back and forth. And I'm not talking about the acclaim neither. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, like, you know, for the benefit of, um, the wrestling business. I'm glad that this is a situation where, like, you like you aren't un- under pressure to like feel like if you blow your blow a shot or blow opportunity or want to stick up for yourself at one spot, like you're done in major American professional wrestling. And you, the only place you can find something even similar is taking your ass to Japan. So.
1: I don't think we'd have to worry about CM Punk going to Japan. Oh
2: no! <laughs> I, I you, but you, I'm just saying, in, for the general person, like I'm not talking specifically for him, but like it does suck that he's gone. But like for the, I think like this setup, like if there is another type of CM Punk situation, like there will there will be a landing spot for them. If they want to continue in pro wrestling after this. Yep, and I think that's uh, for the best.
1: So, countdown is on for the lead return. God, imagine
2: Punk doing a, a G- Look, man. That man catch one fucking Okada elbow. It's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, he's at this point right now, like in WWE, that's per- perfect place to go in theory, right? Like, he can get himself a place where he can only, look, give me $2 million. Or sorry, I'm, it's CM Punk. I'm sorry. Give me $4 million and give me ten. I mean. Edge got three. Why? Why the fuck wouldn't Punk be able to get four or five? You, so like, hey, uh, anywhere for five to ten matches, give me four or five. Uh, give me four or five million dollars. I'm there for all the, for you know your A pay per views plus a pay per view here and there, a money in the bankers or you know something like that. Um, money in bank is a pay per view at this point. He can go like he can go the, the fiend. <laughs> he, he can go wrestle the fiend. Punk in the N one. <laughs> Can you imagine that man catching a fucking elbow from Segura? Oh, my let, God. Let
1: Nakajima kick his fucking chest in. <laughs> what? No,
2: no. One go chop. It's one go chop. You know that man hates chops. One go man, chop, he's fucking he's gonna, through. That, he's man, fucking that, through.
1: Man, that man will pull that, I'm done here, and just walk out the ring. That man will pull that bad news brown and walk to the back. <laughs> I will not tolerate this. How
2: many, how many sherry kicks would it take to get him out of there? One? <laughs> No, no. Does he even need to? Does he need to feel one? Does he just need to see one to be like, nope, not coming here.
1: I think he'll see it and be like, not for me, not for me.
2: Like she just kicked, like wait a second. She just kicked her, and it sounded like a baseball bat hitting a baseball. No, no, just no.
1: Oh. <laughs> the elite rides again. So can't wait for him to come back. So let's see um, from there. Uh, I guess we should go to uh our q a so um okay we've got a few so we'll start with uh with bruce shout out to bruce um he says question with how would you fantasy book a program dot 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 just kidding uh okay real question
2: (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot of work
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he said. Um, with MJF seemingly destined to win the AEW title, do you think he's a type of performer that is better suited to the chase than actually having a run as the champion?
2: I think he's good and versatile enough to do either at a high level. And given that he already doesn't wrestle that much to begin with, it you know it fits right in the category of he's an event attraction. putting the belt on him. I will say that, like, if you're going to make him the champion. Um, and he's going to do the do that in the same fashion where he's only going to wrestle, I don't know, maybe maybe eighteen times a year or whatever else. Then, like, I don't necessarily think that's conducive to being a long running champion. Um, but that could change depending on if like this baby face thing that they seem to be teasing like comes works through because like he can always talk himself into, you know, being a big deal and setting up the next opponents for him in that way and. And whatever else, but uh yeah, I think I think he can make it work because he's that talented and versatile as a talker.
1: Yeah, I th- I echo your your sentiments on that. His his promo ability is strong enough to where if it's like yo, you got to go eat innings, like he can eat innings yeah. in a way like you know you can just throw Hayman out there with, with the mic. You you got to seem seem like you got to have something a face to face yeah. or something like, like you can send MJF out there by himself. Like I think um,
2: I think that um. I don't know if he can go out there and basically fill, and fill a bus as a fiery baby face like, you know, like he's John Cena, necessarily. I, I mean, I I wouldn't doubt it, I but I have to see it first, right? Um, but what I will say is, uh, like, you know, somebody becomes a contender, build up, you know, one or two promos over, you know, and then get to the match, and, you know, three weeks down the line, two weeks down the line. I think they could do that for a while um, and be successful. I just... Um, I just wonder like is the pattern going to get I'm you know with me I'm always worried about like when he gets himself into seeing up like, pattern like that's the kind of reason why it seems like they decide to stop like tease and do the firm and then be like all right we've already done the pinnacle we already did like the um you know the tension between house of not house of Jericho um I said house of Jericho inner circle it's like you know, and also when he was, you know, buying off people for them before he even did the pinnacle, it's like, all right, we already know, you know, more low and all that kind of stuff. It's like he it's like he was building up some pa- another pattern and now he's like all right, nope, 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 no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. I know you're already thinking I'm not like, the same thing I've already done before, twice, three times over. No. So like it seems like he's already kind of gonna wear on that, but like uh as far as the pattern of he's just gonna be building programs talking and then have a match and then like building programs talking and then have a match and it seems like a once a month thing, um, I, I think that we'll see how it goes, but um, I think that I think he's talented enough to make it work or at least to make it not feel as feel like an actual routine, if you will.
1: And, and you know, my classic philosophy on like this type of question, like the chase versus champion, thing, it's all in your um, your challengers who they have set up for you. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to ask a champion like a first time champion to basically work miracles like you like you. You're essentially establishing your credibility. I thought they set up Hangman like with the opponents, um, the right way, but something like you know, like, at, like, like there was like a missing period, like the matches always delivered, and it seemed like the opponents were credible. Like, I don't think you could ask for a better first program than doing the Danielson thing mm-hmm. and then rolling into Adam Cole and beating him that strong. But, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I think it, even down to Kenny's reign, like, you know, you're he's starting doing rematches, stuff like that. Uh, it it all depends on what setup for Hangman or for MJF, excuse me. Yeah. Um Red Leaf, uh at Bowling J D. Uh, he says, need in depth thoughts and opinions on Chan Yota from New Blood Rising 4. Um so he hit us with the thoughts. Um Okay, so um I, I've seen limited footage of Chan Yota and What do you um, mean by
2: limited footage? What kind of footage?
1: Not that kind, sir. Okay. Uh, okay. I, so Okay, I, I okay. I saw her, uh, you know, lifting up Rossi O'Gao off of okay, the ground so where the he stands. Funny stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah. So,
2: Chan, Yoda, know, for those that don't know, it, it is funny. Like, every time we – I feel like I always have to do, like, a disclaimer for, like, people that, like – watch us but like also don't like watch stardom or joshi at all in and they still regularly listen to like our joshi segments so like josh knows how to say like utami's last name but it's like but he but he doesn't know what she looks like but whatever but um chang yoda is from a promotion i think called ppp tokyo and um also either on the side or in a past life if you will uh, she was a uh, J.A.V. actress in um
1: What that stand for, James?
2: Japanese adult video. She was a porn star. Um, so, and I was going to get to it, but whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> but, yeah, so um, she wrestled uh, my Sakurai on New Blood 5. I did not watch the match, um, but, you know, from the press conference I've seen her, uh, where, like, she seems very charismatic, um, she has a great physique, um, like muscular, like, yeah, yeah, double biceps and all that. So, like, you know, obviously, attractive woman. Um, I think if not for <coughs> like, uh, Joshi's, like, uh, history of hesitancy towards like pornography, in, or uh, I, Gravore's a little different, but like, Pornography. I think that like she probably would have gotten a or a more serious look or whatever else, or, or because like there's been t- there have been times like stories of like you know somebody was a Joshi wrestler like shot a video in Shinkeiba first ring. They found out about it and then like she was blackballed forever from the promo, This is like a decade ago, over a decade ago. So. <clears throat> like, they, they, they've, they uh, you know, a lot of the companies have always been, like, we you
1: know, no parts of that. And, you know, like, even, even to it's this like day, that like... in America, too, so, like... Y-
2: yeah, yeah. A- at the like, same time,
1: like... like they new- make sure you didn't, like, in WWE, at least, like, they make sure you didn't do nothing. Like... <laughs> y-
2: yes, but there's also a history of people that have done, like, you know, nude, nude modeling or whatever else that they've let slide or whatever else at the time, right? So... um but but yes that is that is uh that is uh a good point um but I don't know anything about her outside of that. I haven't seen her wrestle I don't know anything but she does seem very charismatic and very fun and like she has done these uh comedy things with rossi at these two press conferences that she's been at one where like she she does the rocky like she busts the uh she's my wrestler of the year Jesus Christ Grow <laughs> <Girl> up. <laughs> anyway um, she busts what uh, yeah she uh she you're an idiot um she she had the she did the full the full rocky where like she cracked the egg in the and put it in the glass and she drank the the two eggs um and then like she told rossi you you come you know you do it and rossi like oh fuck no i'm not doing that um and then like he was like well i you know i'm you know basically talking about training or whatever else, and then like, you know, he said, Ross, get on my back, and then like, she piggybacked him, or I'm sorry, he piggybacked hers is actually the way, and then like, it's you know, it's on YouTube, you can see it on uh, Stardom's YouTube channel. Um, and then there was one um, uh, from the press conference, like, right after the Grand Prix, where you know, um, she brings like boxing gloves and the and the mitts or whatever else and like he's like and she's like, I'm training to get better still, so I need you to go, you know, put these mitts on so I can do it. and then Rossi was like, I'm not doing it. Well you put and he said, Well you you know, what are you a girly man? I'll make you a real man. Put these gloves on and she and he puts and then she puts the mitts on and Rossi's just like this It doesn't move his fist and then she puts the gloves to his to to the <laughs> she puts the mitts to the gloves and, and make like he's like, you know you know, throwing lightning fast punches, but she ain't moving at all. Like, it's just, like, a funny comedy thing. Like, she's funny. Um, but we'll see. Like, I mean, I have to check out what, um, what happened on New Blood 5 aside from the main event, but, um, if she's decent, I don't see any reason why she shouldn't be able to be brought in outside of the stigma of that shit in Japan. Like, you know, if you're good enough, you're good enough, and, like, she has a requisite, like, you know, charisma to make this thing work. Like, like, another, another example, like, um... On the dark show, is it? Wasn't aired. It won't be on um, World. It wasn't pay per view. But like, they had a woman named Chan Yoda, who's a YouTube celebrity with like millions of followers, like trained with Hazuki and was on like a dark show match. Like it was her and Hazuki versus Kamatani and Hina, and like they're gonna show that match like on television. It was recorded by like you know a film crew like in a couple days. So like. And she looked, you know, decent drop kick, decent vertical suplex, like, took punishment, like, Kamatani clocked her right in the jaw with a running drop kick, like, you know, good build or whatever else. Like, she looked like, if she wanted to do this and really wanted to do this, she could be a, you know, she could be a good wrestler, or a competent wrestler, and then they can figure out the wrestle with her fame and popularity if they wanted to. Like, so, like, just because, you know, I, I don't care about your background that you used to do that, whatever you did on camera, I don't care. Some people do, and that that sucks.
1: Yeah, um, so shout out to E Steel ninety nine follower. We need one more follower to get to one hundred. So do y'all thing. So um, yeah. So are I are you going to celebrate if you get to one hundred on the show? Man, I don't know what I should do. Shit, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't you know, shit. <laughs> so, so you got to do some shit. Um, JD also says, who's the most washed in Neo Stardom Army, and compare them to Russell Westbrook. The most washed would have to be Alpha Female easily. I, I did not hear good things uh with Alpha Female. Um So okay, so I did not watch
2: uh the match at um Royal Quest 2. I did not watch it, I have time her match in some main event of this pay-per-view with Kyrie. It was a classic big Plodding bruiser, Gaijin monster versus small baby face that takes punishment and works from underneath and throws his body around and hopefully survives. Um, good match. Give it three, uh, three f- flat. But you know, like you can clearly see that like this match was just like classic Kyrie storytelling of uh, I'll take care of your limitations. You don't have to do much running. You ain't got to do much bumping. You just gotta you know be there when I need you to be at certain points or whatever else.
1: And you well- can hit me and that's cool. James, was she wrestling the Alpha Female or Luke Gallows?
2: It was very much like a Luke Gallows, Fale type of match in the G1. Yeah, a decent one. Not like not like one of the matches that you absolutely hate, but a damn sure one like one of those like Okada. Oh, my God, Okada got a four-star match out of uh, Fale. It wasn't one of those. It was one of those like, oh, this is passable. Moved on. It was one of those.
1: Yeah, man. Um, as far as Russell Westbrook, he's struggling. Like he's he's not playing well. Um, he's not out of the lineup tonight. Um, he's made some erroneous decisions with the ball. Um, he's getting run out there for a lot of minutes that maybe he should not be out on the floor. I feel like there's there's some type of uh, dark reason why he's he's being showcased like this. Uh, you know, I, I I feel like they're trying to you know. They're trying to convince somebody to, t- to take him, and there- there's a lot of like politics going on. With you know, he's making forty seven million, so he kind of has to be in the lineup. He can't really like bench this guy like that because he doesn't seem to react well to it. Uh, and they haven't explored the option of sending him home. Um, and Russell's- that's
2: probably the option for the best for everyone.
1: Yeah, Russ is like one of my favorite players. Like you know, throughout his career, and it just seems like he's he's at the end of the line. And um, a There's lot of no the shame stuff, in that because
2: the end comes for everybody,
1: right? And it's just like, is I he think, handling gracefully? No, but most don't. Yeah, like it, like I feel like as fans and you know people that are talking about about Russ, like you know, we can kind of say what we want. But not obviously not to him or anything. You know, somebody got checked for doing that, essentially. And he made them cower like a hoe. Um, That's the thing that always gets me. Like.
2: Rich, I know, you know, the joke. Think about a check. You say something, he go up there and beat you up. How you, you going to every, enjoy you, that money? You can go to every Laker game you ever want to ever again. Because <laughs> it ain't going to last long. <laughs> whatever he put you, whatever you put on you, ain't gonna last long. But the money you get off that gonna last a lifetime. So I don't know why y'all holding up when, when, you, when you say when you say whatever slick thing you want to say to him, and then like and, and then like he he, he pull your card it's like just bold up and say what you gonna say because what worst what what is gonna happen? Malice in the palace.
1: <sighs> um, but I I think some of the some of the rhetoric around him is. A bit erroneous and heavy-handed, especially like from the from the media. Like, bro, like you sent me that Kevin O'Connor column, and I was like furious. Like, just reading the first paragraph, I'm just like, the
2: first sentence was out of pocket. I, th- I think the rest of it was pretty fair, but like the way the way you went about it was kind of like, hey man, you ain't get really. And look, to be fair, O'Connor has written articles plenty of times. He was one of the last people on on the boat of like, hey bro, I don't know why you keep thinking like Westbrook is going to be the guy that adapts. He's never shown any way that he's going to adapt this game to make for the efficiency that, like, he's not going to, you know, he's not really meant to not have the ball. He's not going to be a cutter. He's not going to be a screener without the ball. Even, even when you account for the things of, like, when someone can't shoot, like, you don't have to be too scared of them being a cutter or whatever else. But, like, O'Connor, like, last year was harping like, all he has to do is do you know these things everybody says he's you know this hike staying league longer and he kept defiantly saying he wasn't going to do it and like at this point like most people were like hey man I don't know why you wrote this article that he could do this we we were people were been saying this about him for like 3 years now at this point it's never going to happen and like I guess like you know the first three games were so bad that He's he had enough um I still think even you know just because like you had hope and that dude let you down or whatever else, so you don't write that first sentence. But um, I think everything outside the first sentence is fair. But he shouldn't have wrote that first sentence. His editor should have like been like, "Are you sure you want to say this?"
1: Yeah, yeah. Like there's just a lot of like like the media members are going in extra hard on him. It feels really personal and it's just like it's icky, man. It, it it's shit that like I feel like you know the athletes, especially somebody like Russell Westbrook and you know what he's given to the game. Kind of deserves a little more respect at the end but uh, I guess it's not about what you deserve it's you know you get what you get so um,
2: I, I I mean there's you know there's a lot of stuff to play with this you know you're a Lakers fan you know how it is like it's the most popular fan base it's the most popular player also on the most popular uh, you know um, team and they're failing. And like it, and it's just, its all bad for him. It's all bad for him, and
1: he's always been, you know. He used to to take the bullets for Durant. He's taking the bullets now.
2: Yeah, and he's never ingratiated himself, like, or shown any like humil- humility side, except for the times he's dancing. Um, and it, it sucks. That's how it's how the media treats people, Whereas, like if you never if you never show your humanity or show like a side of vulnerability like you can't just ever be all just pride and boastfulness and um or whatever else they'll they'll say you know they'll you know they'll they'll paint you a certain way that's always been true but um i don't know why no one like i don't know maybe you know he had to fall out with his um his longtime agent that said agent. That he, he yeah. should have made, you know, adjustments along the way. And then he, you know, he told him no, go to hell. And they, you know, severed their business relationship. But like, it seems like there's nobody that he can listen to this, to tell him any different. And like, look, that's the reason why he made it to the NBA. And that's the reason why he'll be a first battle hall of famer. But that's also the reason why, like this end is going to be really, or has been really ugly. and is going to continue to be this ugly unless he makes some change. Otherwise, like, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be like, where is he now? Who picked him up? And there's gonna be a bunch of people asking, like, why is this dude in the league, it whatever. It's like, well, because of his, because of his attitude, and yeah. like, look, it, it works when it works. <coughs> that's what got him there, and it's also why he can't, he won't be able to come back after a certain amount of time. And it, I just, I, I, I really hope because you know he's not, he's never been my favorite player. He's always been someone that's often frustrated with the way he's played, and a lot of it is um, stuff where like. I, I see the way he plays is like, uh, why can't you just try to optimize this 5% better or handle this 5% better and you, and you could probably have gone over the hump at certain points, whatever else, maybe not, or, or you would have came closer than doing it your way. But whatever, it is what it is. Um, and like, uh, you know, I think, it's, I think it all stinks. I don't necessarily feel bad for him, but I think like the, 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 is, but I definitely empathize with the part where it's like, this is the end and he ain't equipped for the end because if he was, he would probably would have never made it this far at six foot three, regardless of the power. He, like he may have been the best athlete I've ever seen on a basketball court. Like it comes, it's not just all about like, it, you know, when he sports, people think it's just like you get gifted with, or you just train and you get the muscle and you know, and the quick twitch to go with that. Like, no, it, a lot of that comes here. A lot of it comes. Well, uh, it's here. <laughs> I'm in <putting> the <this> <laughs> of my chest. But like, is it, it, this? It is this, right? Um, and like, your this, head and your heart
1: for those that yeah, are, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think the guy want to put it on my chest, but uh, yeah. Like, I think that um, I think that like you know,
3: it,
2: it, he just. It was going to end bad. It was going to end bad. Um, and, it, and it's, it's somehow any worse than I imagined. And it's yeah. like, he, you know, Southern Cal dude comes to the Lakers and.
1: It's been a it's, nightmare it's, for him. It's
2: been a nightmare like, for him. And it's not been entirely his fault. I think, I think a lot of people have overstated the part where are like, well, what about this? What about that? Like, look, man.
1: Like we, we knew who Russ was before he got to the team. So like. Somebody and, wanted him and, there.
2: And also people should have been, you know, with the alarms on when it was like, look, look at, you know, all these things that are incorporated with like when it comes to aging and like you knew he wasn't going to age well and they thought they could get the last year or two years out of him. And it's like, no, when it drops, it's going to be out of nowhere. um, And this is exactly what happened.
1: Yep. Um. So... Uh, last question from Redleaf. He said, um, Tommy versus Mayu, is this better than their first match? Explain it as if they were in a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, well,
2: better than their first... Okay, so they've had three matches. Uh, the match this weekend, the Red Belt title change, and the uh, the 2008 Grand Prix Final. Uh,
1: like, so... I, I like the title match personally. More, yeah.
2: Okay. Um I don't think I've ever gone back and watched that match. Uh I I, I think that I probably hold that in um lower esteem than most people because I was like quite frankly at the time when he switched the belt onto Tommy, I was concerned on like what the hell is gonna happen with her on top. Um the answer was <laughs> it's going to be the best fucking rain the company's ever had. <laughs> top. But I, at the time I had, I had a lot of questions. Right. Um, and I think it were fair to ask, uh, especially, I think they were fair to ask in going, coming back, you know, now that she's not, has been a chain for a full year. Like, you know, I don't think that, um, I still don't think I was wrong asking them. I think there were fair questions to ask. I was just, you know, uh, but she, she, you know, she did, she had a brain the bottom. She was great, but I thought that matched someone, you know, four and a quarter to four and a half type of thing. Um, I think their uh grand Prix match final from two thousand eighteen was four and a quarter on the like on the dot. I think this match is like in the four to third range. Um uh, you know, but I probably am wrong because I had a I was more like, oh my god, they took the butt <coughs> off Mayu and they put the, on this person that's not one of the, you know, like right now bankable like top three or four or five stars in the company. She's been presented as such the whole way through for her since day she stepped she debuted, but
1: super rookie.
2: Yeah, but she was never, you know, actually over to that extent. Now, it, it, at this point, it don't really matter. Like, you know, you have your top stars. You have your Tams, your Julias, your Starlight Kids, your Mayus, your Natsupois. But, like, if you put somebody and present them and start them well enough and they can hold and they can hold it up and uh, when they're presented that way um, in spots like, like Shuri, like Kamatani, like uh, Utami have, it doesn't matter. Like, it's still it's just an efficient machine. It doesn't matter. So, um, I, you know, at this point I have far less concern for the next person that they, you know, do that with, uh, apparently not when it comes to some of these fans where they, you know, talk about Mirai, but, man, um, <laughs> but whatever, like, uh, I, but yeah, so, but I think that like, just regardless of whichever one, which in, in these three Utami, um, uh, Mayu matches, they're all great. Um, and you know, I'd have to go back and watch the second match to remember how the, the finish was. Um, but, like, it, it, the last two especially are just, like, declarative things of, like, Utami, like, is just better than Mayu, and Mayu can survive it, or she can't. Like, Mayu can beat her, but Utami is just, like, she's overwhelmed with power every time, and, like, can, and Mayu can sometimes survive it, sometimes she can't. Like uh, when the belt changed on um uh two year, or um yeah, two years ago, like Mayu had just went through you know um had went through uh that Shuri match and that or the Shuri defense and then the uh, Takumi offense. and she was wore the fuck out from those two. She got her ass kicked in both of them and then the third the third person kicked her ass. She couldn't get answer to count at that time. <laughs> this time, you know she uh she hadn't had a kind of wear and tear on her she was able to survive the onslaught from Utami. And, like, either way, they're all great matches. Like, I, you know, when she... Like, Utami's working over her back uh, in, the, in, that, in the match over the weekend. And then, like, I'm thinking, okay, she's going up to give her that second rope. Area <laughs> air, air crash. And, like, Utami drops her on her fucking neck and stabs from area crash. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, like they're, they're they're just so good together. And, like, it's an amazingly, like protected match like the only other match that they have is up their sleeve they could be like you can just pull this out or whatever else any given time and like, we haven't done it enough uh, you know like four or five times at this point is like julia and utami that's the only other really super big match for like everyone like they're heavy hitters that like they haven't um done you know at least three times that i can think of maybe i'm maybe well, unless and, they, unless and, and count, looking like, at Kamatani the
1: way in into it and like looking at the way the booking seems to be like Rising and dropping them. Like, I feel like that's a first quarter of next year kind of match. So, oh, yeah, I um, could definitely
2: see that be like <clears throat> a March, March 2023 Julio Utami type of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh question from Dan, Dan Coffin. He says, How long will it take Dave to reclutter his office since it's been cleaned with their change to video? Is this really the end of the Dave Meltzer talking head documentary interview in front of a disastrous office era? Sad exclamation point um so i'll give dave at the new year like a new year watch out that would be about what i was gonna
2: say like for those that you know i've ever been around like people that aren't that can't keep tidy or you know, or even like someone that's like a borderline hoarder or paper hoarder if you will like disorganized or whatever else like that stuff They're not going to tidy that stuff up, you know, every other day or every day. Like that stuff going to pop, add up and add up and add up. And then like in a couple of months, it could be not necessarily as bad as that was, but it could be like, it's still a mess when you, when someone, you know, with fresh eyes comes and sees it. So, yeah, I, I would say like, yeah, he has probably, you know, ended this year. Yeah.
1: Sam Brown, Sir Sam, he says, uh, if punk is on the way out and the elite come back, where do you see them fitting in? It feels like they can't just come straight back like nothing happened after everything. Um, they did get stripped of some belts, so they they could easily slide back in that. But I feel like
2: I I was uh, reading uh, the the chat. Sorry about it.
1: Sam said, if punk's on the way out and elite come back in, where do you see them fitting in? It feels like they can't just come straight back like nothing happened after, after everything. Um. I I said I feel like you know you could immediately program them, them back in the trios um, mm-hmm. the only thing with that is I, I feel like at some point they would need to address like with the audience kind of what happened like even if they don't want to say you know CM Punk's name or something like that like they, like they've got to find a way to like tell us whether in a press release or like uh, an announcement or something like what happened to them why did they lose those belts something like that uh, you know I feel like these guys are all great wrestlers. These are like they're they're responsible for so many of the the greatest matches in the history of the company. How about we just have them do that? Like, yo, there's there's plenty of teams and people that the Bucks haven't faced, and there's plenty of new opponents for Kenny. So even if you got to break them up and pop them back into singles and tags, you can go that way, uh, or you can keep them in their own like little little trios bubble wrap because there's a direct um, death triangle thing kind of waiting for them.
2: You have to soft launch them back. Um, you know, happy we're back, blah blah blah, and then like they're gonna have to have somebody like speak on them being gone, and not in a way where they actually talk about the details, but at least like acknowledge like you know you were put on the you were you were you were you know too hot for TV for a while, um, and they got kind of acknowledge that and play off of that for a while, not like long like at least acknowledge it in promo, build it as attention for a match, as the heat for a match, and then have the match and then like you know. They'll they'll reestablish their roots that they have laid in the company on screen with people, um, but you know, but that's not like some, but that's like a, that's like you know three, four, or five weeks, and then they're it's back to you know the same old, same old. It, it won't take long, but they got to at least acknowledge like they've been gone. They can't just act like, you know.
1: They just can't skip out to the ring. And be like, "We're back, guys!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they,
2: yeah. They can't. They can't be out here acting like some like some absentee absentee
1: father. You can't do that. <laughs> I demand to know where you were. <laughs> Fuck.
2: God damn it!
1: <laughs> um, uh, Detroit Dawn, Black Sabre Junior. I believe uh, he says. Uh, I see them coming back to face uh, Death Triangle full gear, but not winning them. Uh, they could do that. Um. Uh, And also, Black Saber Junior has another question. He says, "Although the year isn't over, what year would you say is better? Will Osprey's 2019 or his 2022
2: run?" Um, for me, I'd personally have to say it's 2019. Um, Just, just the bias of like. Getting the double dip in best super juniors in the G one and like you know having the the dominion match with uh Dragon Lee where he wins the wins the belt like in
1: he, super junior year, final year, all the year, indie stuff
2: yeah like this year he didn't have necessarily um like the conquering moment of like beating a beating Okada but I think if he had had that I probably would I might say that but like that that whole thing where like Shingo was just undefeated, and then like he fucking beat him in in the final. Like that—that's something Like I—I'll I, remember that like for a long fucking time. I'm gonna um, go so with, I, I think uh, narratively, uh, like I think nearly, like for me, I'll go with that as like a, a quote unquote K thave achievement or whatever else. But um, it is closer than I'm making out to be.
1: I'm gonna go with 2019 simply because I think that's the greatest year on record for any wrestler. Um, and that's like fresh off the. Especially like looking at what it followed, like with Kenny and, so and then also, Okada, yeah. like, like, and he like topped them both. Like, I, I think it's 2019 for sure. And also, the, the two tournaments, the the indie stuff, he was just on like a a, a, a slight bit more athletic. Um, yeah. and, and I'm talking about, like percentage points here. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'll go with 2019, but 2022, like, also one of the greatest years the wrestlers ever had. Yeah.
2: And also, you know, when we're talking about this, like a lot of that 2020 stuff is like with, you know, clap crowds as well. So that like, cause you know, his two matches with Okada this year, like if they had clap crowds, I think those are matches that are like, those are like, I, I think they're already all time matches, but I think those are matches like considered like at an even higher level with, you know, the reaction, the reactions they would have gotten, um, in front of a live audience. So yeah, I, I'm just, gonna, I'm 2019 was, you know, that was wild. 'Cause like 2018, when he got hurt, I was like, Bro, do you see what he was doing? Like if he ain't got healthy, would he have been able to do the, you know, do a year similar to Okada and, you know, Omega from a couple years ago and I mean you were just like, you just rolled off immediately. You were like, oh no, you can't no, nah, that's not possible. And then like fuck around next year and did it. <laughs> Cause like, we had never seen no shit like before and then like this fucking guy is doing it while not being in the main events. And it was like, uh, this is this is wild. And he fucking did it. So yeah, um, you know, that dude, that dude, alien, yeah, different.
1: That dude is yeah. Uh,
2: I also I will say for this, like, I think he's a bigger star internationally because of the AEW stuff, or you know, from a regular wrestling fan that's only seen clips and thinks he's oh just yeah, because he has got him he's upset now, guy or whatever else. Like, I think they respect him more after seeing the stuff he was doing in those trios matches with Ozzy Open on in the trio tournament. I, I think yeah. they think like he, you know, and also the match with um, with Dax too as well, and the match with Orange Cassidy. Like you know, don't don't just don't just don't just be getting mad at guests, man. Got to watch this yeah. stuff in
1: proper context. It definitely helps. Rambo and Slam Pig. He says, uh, "Whose podcast is CM Punk gonna air his grievances with AEW and the Elite? If he offers to cover your legal expenses, don't believe it." I'll say this: he can go on Corey Graves' podcast. <laughs> Is it called behind the bell, after the bell? Who the Fuck knows. All I
2: know is when he shows. Maybe up, he can I'm,
1: go on one of those. Maybe he can go on one of those co opted ringer podcasts. all maybe I know do that. is
2: If he does, if he does that shit with Graves, the first thing I'm 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 tweeting is punk rock is back.
1: <laughs> or dead. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: no, because remember that name was like after he got beaten in that one UFC fight, it was like you know you turn your back your friends. That shit's not punk rock. I was like you don't grow the fuck up. sound like a fucking child. This <laughs> would be he doesn't be your friend anymore. I, that sucks. But like, why mission is now that he's losing a fucking fight, uh, a oh, shoot man. fighting some fucking professional fighter you asshole?
1: Brew Haven, CM Punk should do Ryan Satin's podcast. My fucking god! <laughs> Holy shit! Holy
2: shit! I, um, oh,
1: shit. Money spent in that one. Um, wow. Um... Maybe the real loud yelling dude to be on the timeline. Like maybe he can jump on his podcast. What loud yelling
2: dude? Which one?
1: <sighs> he talking just horrible takes. Uh, I don't know his name. Uh, usually about Seth Rollins or something like that. Oh but uh, yeah, Louis Dangor. What's he doing? Uh, you know, is he a podcaster? Or he's just a bad Twitter. <sighs> I think, think you no. Know, bad Twitter. Yeah, I don't only, not, know, only know him a Twitter. Can he get a Conrad podcast? Ooh, ooh, Welcome to Best
2: in the World with CM Punk, and we are going to cover the this you know Royal, you know Ring of Honor Summer of Punk. We're going to cover you know the pipe bomb again. <laughs> Ugly, <laughs> you know, Ugly. We're gonna, You know, we're going to we're going to cover. I dig hot Shakes with your you know with your wife you know uh, April April uh, Mendez. Like, there there is a he he has a good like, you know, two year run of worth of podcast stuff he could talk about. Hell, he has a year worth of AEW stuff to talk about now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He he could actually do a, he could actually do his own podcast and yeah, he needs to get on that best in the world with CM Punk.
1: Yeah. brewhaven Punk becoming an old podcaster sounds so sad. I mean, I mean he can he can just run the griff. The the biggest yeah. anti AEW griff there is. He he, he can run if he wants. Uh, sooner or later, they
2: all become they all become old podcasters. It, embrace it; it's gonna happen.
1: Uh, Rambones also says, if you Wait. had to make a quick snap decision at this point in the year, what would you say is the match of the year so far? Man,
2: oh, um, my, my match of the year is Okada. Um, is Okada Osprey um, from the G, the G One final? That's my that'd be my match of the year.
1: I feel like I'm with you. Like like either that. Or, like, I don't know, maybe one of those trios matches that happened, like, on, on Dynamite in that tournament. But um, it's, it's one of those for me. Um, also, I liked, liked yeah. a lot of the Noah stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, so... Um, kind of lost. Uh, <laughs> like, there's like there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, yeah, I, I still lost. have not seen FTR and Aussie Open. Uh, James has... Um, so I, I don't know. A lot of people were talking about that. FTR the Briscoe's one was, was really good. Uh I think I went four and three quarters on that. Um I Yeah, I, I don't know. Um I, I have to I have to look, but uh just just a quick decision, either the G one final or um one of the one of the trios matches. I'll I'll go with the um with the United Empire versus uh uh the elite.
2: You like that more than um Shingo and uh, Osprey from G One. Then you get
1: F Five. You know what? I like that one a lot too. So <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. um, That's in there too. Yeah, FTR Young Bucks, uh,
2: FTR, da- Young Bucks Danielson, yeah. Danielson in um, in Hangman
1: Two. Hangman.
2: Yeah, yeah. that that that'd probably be my that probably be my my favorite singles match in AEW this year. Um, yeah, I'm with. I I, I, I I prefer Lucha Bros. Ozzy Open and Osprey match more than the Elite one. But that I mean those those like those two Ozzy Open and Osprey, um, trials match would be in the top. Five Anarchy ones,
1: in the right arena. Maybe. Yeah, I, That'd be that That'd um, be high up there.
2: Be up there. Um, <sighs> I'm thinking of other stuff. Uh, Azumi Kid. Like I, I fucking love. That's probably my favorite match of the year. Um. Yeah, there's. there's
1: I a like few I like Hangman Page and 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 T- 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 Kesta. Kesta.
2: Yeah, uh, do, you, do you get
1: five or four and three quarters? I get at four and three quarters. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, B- yeah, Bucks versus up Lucha up Bros on Rampage. Yes, that's way Maybe up at five there. Bucks well. and FTR. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, that's way up there too. Um. I didn't like it as much as everybody else did, uh, but like I thought that Sheamus and and Walter was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. like I get at like you know that four and a, four and a half plus type of thing, um, yeah. There's, I mean, there's been a lot of. I haven't seen it yet, but like people, people have raved about like um basically like the quote unquote double retirement match between um Arisa, or not, or re- retirement match between like uh, Sukasa Fujimoto and Arisa Nakajima, and I, I you know I I love those two, um, but anyway. I haven't seen it. Yet.
1: Bucks swerving, our glory and Hobbs and Starks. That was another one four and three quarters for me on that one. Uh, I I did a lot of four and three quartering this year. <laughs> I'd have, have to go through, but I
2: think those are the ones that immediately come to mind for me. um I'm to, Is there any? Oh well, you know, the cage match between between Cody
1: and, and and Seth, of course. You know, I won four and a half on that. And I think that was a high rating. Honestly, uh, I, I think I think a lot of people. I think Dave gave it five, but he
2: did no. give it five. I'm like, it, man, you get the fuck no, out of here.
1: It, it was not. Sorry, um, it was a lot of it, it was a lot of Does creative. Even, like, uh, I'm, protection sorry. Going uh, on. I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. Pot or skip ahead like thirty seconds. Floyd, has anybody been grooved five star matches more than Cody in the history of uh, in the history of, of uh, F4W? Or, Cody or, and Sammy. No, not Cody. It's Cody.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I was saying, him and Sammy got five stars too.
2: Wait, that ladder match got five stars. It did he? Fucking kidding me.
1: I'm serious.
2: All right, man. Okay. Okay.
1: Rambo and Slampey, outside of All Japan in the 90s and AEW in the current era, have there ever been any other promotions eras that had a strong tag team focus with multiple top-level teams for a sustained period of time? Uh, not that I can think of. Uh, like You're not going to get the WWF doing it. Um No. WCW, I don't, I don't like maybe like when the um when the outsiders were teaming up, but you know that was kind of more like we're taking over promotion It wasn't necessarily about the tag team matches, yeah, or and anything. it
2: was yeah, and it wasn't like multiple tag teams really
1: either,
3: yeah,
2: like it, like obviously yeah, Harlem Heat around you had Sting and Luger, you had um you know the Steiners, you had um you had the Outsiders, but like it wasn't like um. It, uh, it wasn't like they were main eventing. Like they may, have, like one of them may have been like pulled to main, like you pull out a sting, you pull out a Luger, you pull out a hall or, or more actually a Nash to main event, a pay-per-view, but it wasn't like, um, like Hogan was there and Hogan was a main event regardless. Like he was the biggest star and rightfully so he was in the main event all the time.
1: A hundred followers. Let's go. Thank thank you guys very much. <laughs> Hold on. I just seen it come through. Sweet peachy mellow, uh, shout out to Adam for uh, for for uh, making making us aware. So uh appreciate yeah, it, man, that, that's awesome, man. Appreciate uh, it. I mean, um, that is that is that is what's up. Uh, so yeah, besides that, I I can't really think.
2: AEW uh, in in all Japan. Um yeah, that's probably it. That's yeah, probably too. Like I mean, I mean I'm shout sure. Shout out to Liz. Look, I
1: I um. I, I like maybe wonder. Jim Crockett promotions Adam is saying in the comments, I, I don't have enough yeah, like reference when do, on the that. Cup, when
2: do the Crockett cup when he used to do the probably. um that yeah. that wouldn't be that wouldn't be bad. Um, you know, at times nXT did, but they didn't do they didn't sustain it for long. um I, I I you know, I feel like I feel like in a year or two, we'll probably have a whether or not we could say that if we're starting for real or not, um because like they're doing a really good
1: job with like two v two tag teams right now. Yeah, but, that that first day at the tag league is like I I, I had so much fun watching those, yeah. those tags and, and you know me, like a bunch of different teams that right. were just like oh this is cool
2: and you know you know what I've always tell you about two, their two v two tag teams like I I I normally don't like their two v two tags right like but like they you know it seems like they're about to put it in place to like make it a big deal because they have a you, know, you have Tam and Naspoy as you know as like an ace tag team and then you know. Like I was looking at the tag at their tag league, it was like, okay, so they got four previous champions besides they're actually in, and I don't think they've ever had like four previous tag champions like currently in a tag league with you know, my um black desire FWC and uh, there's one other team I'm blanking on that was a former uh, tag team champion, but but like yeah, like it feels like they, they might be gearing up for that, but maybe we'll have that as another answer, but that's like a year down the line where we can actually say it definitively. Um, AEW definitely is, you know, they've killed it. Um, and I can't really speak <coughs> to places like Dragon Gate to tell you if like, you know, what they've done. So, uh, but yeah, you know, probably like that Crockett cup era, some bits of NXT. Um, before, before they started just pulling every tag team out left and right. Um, and then AEW and, and, Aj uh, Ajw. I don't. do you think it's weird that like New Japan never had like some super super killer like you know tag division that for any type of stamp You for know one. what? Don't you you know why?
1: Uh, I you know what? Because th- I think historically the reason they don't is because those belts a lot of times go to foreigners. Yeah, and they don't keep them there long enough, or mm-hmm. um, you know things like that. So like you can think back to Steiner's having them and. Mm-hmm shit like that and uh, I don't know Um, uh, Yazora Hart so shout out to him Uh, he was like how do you think fans will receive the elite if slash when they return to AEW television they'll be over
2: everywhere but Chicago
1: I don't even think that like I think it'll be a microcosm of their I mean
2: they'll get some well I mean they'll get their warm welcome because like there's no like flat out like you know all or nothing proposition with Chicago but like they'll show up, you'll hear like a 25% smattering or 20% smattering of, of jeers and boos and then the match will start happening and it'll knock it the fuck off. Uh, but once the music hits, you'll get the little, you know, hums of that stuff. But like, by outside of that, like, they'll be happy to see them again and all that kind of stuff. I think the opposite effect would be like, if CM Punk were to come back, he has to immediately turn heel. He'd have to Big immediately boos. turn heel.
1: He's getting booed out the gym.
2: Right, he, he'd um, have to immediately turn heel. And he would make it work, but he would have to immediately ter- turn heel. Um, Once he came back, if he were to come back,
1: I, I think the elite in their case, it would be like a microcosm of like their entire existence. Like there's always a weird sect that will, uh, you know, not fuck with them for whatever reason that they'll tell themselves. And then uh, like 85 to 90 percent of the of everyone else will. Fuck with them. So, (laughs) Um, hey, Black Saber, type in uh, the Dragon Gate
2: match that you say is like a great tag. Who's in it? Was it like, uh, I can't even say it's Masquerade. Masquerade is done with, but uh, like, tell me who was in it and I'll check it out. I'll try to check it out anyway. You know, it's hard to get a hold of Dragon Gate shit.
1: So, Brandon Candia says, uh, if you're Triple H and you manage to get punk, what nastiness are you subjecting him and his fans to? Ooh. So, you're signing him, and you're just going to torture.
2: You're just going to fuck him up. Fuck just, him the over.
1: sign him, in, sign him, and and fuck with him. I guess. Um, so
2: the so the Vincent Man play not actually like, act like an adult and try to like you know book
1: better television or any of that stuff, huh? Okay. So so um, I would I would def- I would do it would be like a multi kind of fucking right. I would definitely feed him to Bray Wyatt just to like pit those fans to, against each other to to fuck with like his his alignment and shit like that. I would eventually have Triple H and him on an on-camera promo together, where Triple H is essentially saying, "So you came back? Like, (laughs) so you came
2: back?" (laughs) I would. CM Punk, I knew you'd come. (laughs) I,
1: I would have Roman Reigns go over him, like. Like on not even at WrestleMania. Oh, like I would I would man. do it like I would do it like at a different pay per view. Uh I would have him in the middle of the show at WrestleMania. Um uh, trying to think. Um oh, man. Is, I would have him I, I would gross. have him get
2: This is I, nasty. I would,
1: do, I would have him do a fight pit with Matt Riddle and, and basically show like <laughs> There's a, there's a difference between your UFC and, and your martial arts and Matt Riddle's martial arts. Um see, like I'm not just thinking about things like throw him in the 24 7 division. I'm thinking about psychological things to fuck with him Like um, like like that, that UFC shit, I think that would be. Uh and then I'd make him wrestle Walter and tell him to take the chops. You enjoy you're
2: enjoying this way too much. I, this is this is a dude that was at one point your favorite wrestler, and now you just like flat out like throw him out, fuck him. So, they asked
1: me if I was tri- I was answering the question. If you're tribulation, H, oh. man, to get him, what type of nastiness? Like if you're well, came you're this real, you came up with this shit real,
2: you came up with this shit real quick as if you've been thinking about things like this.
1: This is all off the dome, baby, freestyle. Okay. You know? <laughs> sure,
2: <laughs> sure, sure.
1: This, this is all sure. off the dome. Sure. Look, I, I can didn't, give you, you more. You were here writing
2: verses in your head. You sure no, about
1: that? No, no. This, oh, is, this okay. is this is this is this is freestyle. This is, you know, uh word surprise. This is supernatural, you know, All MC right. Jews style. You
2: this know. is this is this is
1: God gifted.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Oh <laughs> um, man. And then This is I heaven
2: sent? <laughs> yes. Please
1: <laughs> please give us more. Um I think I think you got to put him in there with Seth Rollins and then like Seth Rollins wearing them ridiculous suits, but like, Mm -hmm. then they're do like weird shoot interviews on each other. Oh my God. Um, and to top it all off. No, you know, you got to do, you know,
2: you haven't mentioned it yet. (laughs) You know, the real thing, you, you put him in WrestleMania, you make that man job to the Miz.
1: Oh my, no, no. You make him lose to the Miz in Saudi Arabia. Turn it up. <laughs> Turn it up. Turn it up. Oh, my God. Um, or um, you have him lose to Cody, but the trick is Hunter beats him with the pedigree, and then Cody like just falls on top of him and pins him. There, and that's how you end his time in the territory. So... Um, I, I think that would break their souls. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, you want a WrestleMania main event? Alright, we got something for you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't even know if Punk would be able to get into the country in Saudi Arabia if he was, you know, talking down like that, so they, they might be no, waiting no, 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 for, for no, no, Punk. No, 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 When you say that kind of stuff about Saudi Arabia, you can
2: get into the country your ass ain't, <laughs> your ass ain't getting out, bitch. <laughs> getting uh, this easy. Getting out's the hard part. <laughs>
1: why is this plane no longer work oh Um, so yeah man uh, Adam says New Japan just put a statement out about Carl Anderson yeah I saw a tweet this week that had me kind of looking at New Japan like man my have times changed Um, so Reese Hayes uh, shout out to him don't think I've seen him before Um, he says uh, top three international stars AEW should try to lock down with contracts slash all league graphics outside of the obvious being to and bandito. Um so we're talking about people that aren't signed to deals with other companies for the foreseeable future, right? Or are we just saying in general? How do you like want to play it? I would say I'll say do it in general, but but like I gotta say, I don't really advocate for needing to see every wrestler in AEW because I feel like, as fans, we can enjoy these people in their environments uh, and the promotions can kind of stay strong. Like, just off the top of my head, I would be like, all right, if I if I could pick from anybody, and it's like a dream thing, yes, I'll take uh, Nakajima, like Kasuhiko Nakajima. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take Takumi Roja, uh and I'll take uh, El Hiho del Vikingo.
2: Okay, if it's not going to take anybody, um, I mean, I'm taking Osprey.
1: Um, you do that. Yep. Uh, like,
2: obviously I don't think it would happen because the politics of him coming to, you know, if there's any word or any, like, even a belief that like, you know, AW joint him like that, that you'll never see another forbidden door. Um, but, uh, Sasha Banks, I'm sorry, uh, Mercedes. Um, and, Trying to think of somebody
1: else. Somebody else. Um. Oh, this Carl Anderson this shit ain't real. They oh, okay. they didn't put they didn't they didn't put out the uh the white logo um with the King of Sports stuff. They put out the regular King of Sports logo. That's how you know that shit's like they're, they're work they're working a storyline. He's gonna come back and lose this shit at the dome. Okay. I'm calling it now. Um, okay,
2: so. Yeah, I can't think of a third right now. If I was going to say, uh, I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't know. I can't think of a third. So my, I'll, I'll stick with two right now. A little Osprey, and I'll go with
1: um, Sasha. Uh, Brian McLennan. I don't think I've seen him before. Looks like he doesn't follow us either. So uh, he says, does AEW need the Young Bucks? Kenny uh, in... AEW can still be good t- for each other, but I haven't missed the Bucks. Have you missed any of them, and what do you want to see them all do next?
2: Um, I've missed all of them. Um, As far as does the company need any of them, the company doesn't need... It's shown that like they don't necessarily need anyone because they've survived so many um, injuries and people missing in action throughout this entire year, from Adam Cole to Kenny Omega to Kenny Omega again to the Young Bucks to uh Danielson to uh Moxie for 12 weeks to MJF um like you know so the answer is really no um
1: but like it's called Oli Rusting for a reason. I, I was gonna say I'm gonna vehemently um <laughs> like, like I understand those points, but I'm gonna vehemently disagree with with the notion that AEW doesn't need the young bucks. This company doesn't exist if it's not for Matt Jackson. Um, that is taking true. Taking Tony Khan seriously, and they are only a part of like you know the greatest matches in this this company's history. Um, if it's your personal preference that, you know, you don't miss them and all that, I, I'm sorry. Like anytime you can have the greatest tag team of all time there, I think you need them um, there, especially if they're ingrained in this promotion as they are. This isn't just these are some Johnny come lately's that have been, you know, whatever. But like they're the flagship tag team. Like I understand that there are people that are enjoying FTR this year and they will probably win tag team of the year and all that. But don't like, win it. The the flagship tag team of, the, of this promotion has been and will continue to be until like otherwise noted is the Young Bucks. Yeah, and like, as far as like what it, do I want to see them do next, wrestle. Sorry, Rich, go ahead, say it again. Yeah, I, I was gonna say as far as like what I want to see them do next, wrestle because that's where they're <laughs> yeah. the best at. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like.
2: They're the only tag team in the. Co- they're the only tag team in in uh, in the company that like is a consistent draw. There's no knock against FTR. There's no knock against Swerve and our glory. There's no knock against any of the tag teams. Like, uh, you know, even I mean, hell, you look at the claim to how well they've done the merch sales they've done of late. Like, as far as a consistent thing where like you or like they're on and they, you know, they draw ratings, they draw help, draw houses, they help.
1: C- Can draw I address merch. one one consistent, thing, James? Too? Sorry. Can I address one thing too? Good. Because I've seen like a lot of like dumb idiots like running with this talking point. So the trios matches that the elite were having, like a couple of them lost viewers. Like, you know, there was like a little dip or, you know, 100,000 viewers, 200,000 viewers in a segment, something like that. And people have decided to use this as proof, like that. The, these guys are not some type of business movers, some type of draws or anything. I just want to say, if you are on Twitter doing this, and there are people that were, I think, trying to reply to me and bait me into like arguing with them that I just flatly ignore because they're stupid. What I would like you to do is. Pull what, about up all the- the,
2: what about the other
1: stuff in, in to- <laughs> exactly, man? Like, like, like what? What about the history of this company? Like, what? A, like. Uh, like what are we doing here? Like this is so stupid. I, I'm I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. The elite lost two hundred thousand viewers against Serena Williams's last match in the in the uh, U.S. Open. I'm sorry that people people clicked over to see uh, the last match of one of the greatest athletes in the history of this country. I'm sorry it was head to head with those guys. If, if if we need to throw them out on the street for that, I want to know what promotion we're talking about. Like they're acting like 2021 never happened on the elites' watch, as Black Sabre Junior is saying.
2: Like what? The the things that I see people talk about that I just think are like, okay. When people talk about like or try to downplay CM Punk as a uh as a top drawing AEW and and point out certain things, I'm kinda like, all right, well then who was who's was number two then? MJF? Okay, who's number three? And then go down the list. And it's like that doesn't mean that uh, this person's record is perfect. It just means their record is better than the other contemporaries you can point at or point to. Um, so I just find it like weird when people do this one thing or pointing out this one thing or that's a flaw for every for there's a flaw for one one to one to person or the next person on their thing for, you know, whatever data point they want to look at and then ignore the overwhelming positives in every other regard. Normally it is. It's so weird. I, you know, like you could just say, you don't like this person move on with your fucking day. I say that about people all the time.
1: I, it, I like the, the I, lying, I, I, the recontextualizing I, of like, weird. yeah, I man. I can't, it's I weird. can't wait till it leads back. <laughs> Making people miserable. <laughs> um, so, I, I didn't know if you had anything else to Hold say. Hold on. Someone said that Man wasn't a draw. That's fucking stupid. God damn it. Yeah.
2: Look, I don't think that he's a draw at the level of the top of the company as individual acts. However, to say opposite, to say that he's not a draw would be would be fucking foolish. Like, I I would say the undercard of some of the stuff that he was uh, main eventing on like, um, pay-per-views were like, mostly driven by CM Punk at times. But, like, these cards... Overwhelmingly are not built off of one person. Is built off of three or four big matches that you really want to fucking see. So like, if he happened to main event, then that's a feather in his cap. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not and I'm not. But I'm not saying that you need to then compare him to fucking '96 Hogan. That'd be fucking stupid. We're in a different era. Like, if people want to compare these numbers in the same era, like as if like this industry. As if, like, any other entertainment industry doesn't look at numbers and contextualize them differently across different eras. Like, I'm sorry. Like, nobody's gonna go fucking Diamond anymore. And we've accepted that, right? Like, so why... Because of streaming. So why are people adding, like, you know, now that there's, like, 40,000 goddamn channels in YouTube... (laughs) You know, in the internet, high-speed internet, and almost everywhere in this country, that, like, people are going to tune in and watch... Like, 5 million people are going to tune in and watch American Professional Wrestling. That's dumb. Like, why do people do this? And there's fucking Netflix and Hulu and all the other streaming stuff. Like, the segment is fragmented. Like, unless you are NFL football, don't bring these numbers to me in this talk about this way. Or even if you're fucking NBA. Outside of that, do not, not, like, try to do that.
1: That's dumb. If you're going to do that, like, bring us numbers, like, over, like, a sustained amount of time to where it's, like...
2: That's actually like comparable in eras. Yeah. Like, like uh, don't don't, don't say like don't I don't don't compare, don't compare any of this shit to, the, to that damn 89 flare. That's stupid. Give me something from like in the last two or three years. And then like give me the rate of like uh the numbers decreasing because of how much uh, stuff is fragment over time. I can at least appreciate those. We can use those numbers in comparison, right? But like this whole thing is new with AEW existing.
1: Uh last question uh or second to last question um uh, from Craig at PW Musings he said will we ever see a top of the card japanese style round robin tournament in a major us promotion I think I can't, I can't see it um and I think it's just based on like advertising and uh, the amount of shows like I don't think they do enough shows to really make it like feasible to um, uh, like you know, TNA tried this years ago. I think it was the Bound for Glory series, and they ended up fucking up the math. And there was like, oh God. they had to do a bunch of weird shit, like to make it work at the end, because like you had to account for injuries. And uh, I I don't see, I don't see Triple H doing anything like this. Uh, if anyone was gonna do it, it's TK. Except, I don't think that's. Like the way he likes to protect people, I don't think he wants to segment a lot of the roster, and they don't—they don't have the 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 TV time for it.
2: Right, that's the main thing, and also like that's that's what I get to. Like, if you were going to try to do such a certain thing like that, then like it's going to take a long time, and like it's going to take a lot longer than like a two month tournament or tour will will, would would do to get the job done in Stardom or, or um. New Japan, like it, it will take multiple, it will take a whole season. And, you know, um, I don't think that the average fan has the patience to sit through, you know, all these round robin tournaments have some, you know, stinker matches inherently in them, right? Um, And you can obviously put that, you know, second and, you know, third on a card or on a two hour show and be done with it. But, like, I think those kind of, I think people were over time will lose patience and grow to resent some of those stinkers and like not appreciate like the bangers they get. And then ultimately like feel like the person that wins the tournament absolutely has to win the title as opposed to like the proposition of you win the rumble, you win the G1, or you win the grand prix. Like it's, you know, late or, you know, in most situations, it's not a hundred percent, you know, guarantee that you will become the champion. Sometimes you ask it stopped, right? Like so, um, I, I think that um, it's really. I, I think that you're asking a lot of a fan base to tune in every week and di- diligently follow that sort of thing over and over and over in that kind of way. Um, and even you know, people talk about like WWE is just all hardcores or whatever else, but like, look. You, we've all sat through and watched a whole watch you know these whole tournaments whatever else and like that's a tough ass, even for the hardest of the hardest of hardcore which we are, uh, yeah. So like I I just I just don't think that like the collective American wrestling fan base or AEW fans in general have the actual patience to sit through that thing, um, even if they could get it you know shorter or whatever else. Like, I just think that they're kind of like. You, they kind of, you know, would dig, you know, the eliminate tournaments. I think are, you know, way way more palatable.
1: Yeah, uh, and those are usually like really well booked and usually yes. turn out like, you know, they produce a lot of good matches. So, yeah. Um. So last question uh, comes from our boy the JML. Shouts out to JML, uh, running the Hall of Fame um, news tracker or voting tracker stuff. It's Hall of Fame season. Uh, He says, which has a better chance of happening? Liv Morgan being a winner or Sasha Banks actually wrestling in Japan? Um, Sasha in Japan. (sighs) This breaks my heart. This breaks my heart. Live, Morgan being a winner. Not gonna happen, man. It's not gonna happen. I I don't think Sasha has that dog in her like that. She'll, she'll she'll tease everybody about it. She'll she'll go over there and she'll roll around on the mat and and act like she wants to do it. Look, at the end of the day, I don't think she wants that life. I'm, I'm, a,
2: I'm a. This is what I'm say to you. Just because. They've wrestled like that in the main event in some of those in some of those promotions. It does not mean that like they will wrestle her like that. Like once upon a time, there were lots of guys that were coming over over to Japan and wrestling, and they weren't out here getting their fucking dome pieces cracked back like that either. So like there are there are accommodations made. This, like so we this, can't just this, act this like this
1: is not a question of toughness. This is a question of what does Sasha Banks want out of pro wrestling. Which mm-hmm. I would imagine is big money, big spotlight, and probably something she's very comfortable with. Um and it, I like I think she'll 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 play around with the fans. Like she took a picture with Miu Yamashita the other other week. She Yeah, they were in Spain, right? With, they just ran her
2: having a ranch in Spain. Because like me was up there for a match or for like a you know, a couple of shows or whatever else, and then
1: like she just came back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks think will do the stuff there, but I, I can't see it happening ever. But I, 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 still, ah, man, I still would. But Liv Sasha Morgan being Japan. a winner. I, that's Liv, why I'm still taking Sasha in Japan. I'm still, I still don't like, know even, how even, I've even... arrived here. I, I don't know how I've arrived here. I don't know either. I, we should just
2: move on. I, I'm distraught. Uh, real quick, scrolling back up. Uh, Black Saber said, um, we were talking about like they about um like a G one style thing. Yeah, there was a there was a cruiserweight deal uh in NXT in 2020 um, with like Swerve and Kushida and um uh, El Hijo De- del Fantasma and uh who else was in it? Drake Maverick. It was, but it was six people. and It was two blocks, so it didn't last long at all. It was, you know, it was, you know, one, two, three. It was six or seven matches. So I don't even know if you initially count that. And it was for the uh, interim Cruiserweight title because, you know, they couldn't let um, your boy uh, in at the time because of COVID. Um, What was his name? Uh, Devlin.
1: Yeah. You know what? This Carl Anderson thing might be real. We'll see. said they've been trying to negotiate with them in the past couple of days, but hasn't got a response. So I'll just read the uh, thing here. So thank you for supporting New Japan Pro Wrestling. Early morning Japan time on October 20th, uh, Never Openweight Champion Carl Anderson posted a video on social media indicating that he would not make his advertised commitment on November 5th in Osaka. If you guys didn't see that video, it looked like there was some in-character jest going on. So, um, you know, I'm not... I don't know, but he said they announced his match with Hikaleo for October 4th. Despite comments from Gallows on the contrary in Anderson's video, the booking was made through the appropriate channels and with Anderson's expressed approval. Uh, however, after the match's announcement, both Gallows and Anderson would appear on the October 10th edition of WWE's Monday Night Raw broadcast. It's led to WWE announcing a match with both men for their Saudi Arabia event on November 5th in direct conflict with Anderson's prior commitment. New Japan has for the past several days attempted to negotiate with Anderson, but has not been met with a response. Should Anderson decide to renege on his scheduled championship match, he will be required to vacate the Never open way Championship and return the title to New Japan Pro Wrestling immediately. New Japan Pro Wrestling holds its champions to the highest standards of professionalism and sincerely apologizes to fans for any disappointment or inconvenience caused by this matter. Um, what are they fucking around for? If this is real, right? Just strip them. Doing Just no. strip them. What are we doing? Yeah, what like we... dollar has Carl Anderson drawn
2: for yeah. New Japan? Like, and and it also, like, it flies in the face of what they've done historically. They like they take the belts off people all the time for like they they took the belt off of Moxley, the U.S. title of Moxley, because because he couldn't get into town for a fuck because a typhoon was in the was in the way, a, a hurricane,
1: yeah,
2: right, like you know, and the people were remember remember when people were speculating that Tony Khan with all his money was, was, was generating Engineered typhoons hurricane. yes they're coming to talk. Yeah. they're coming to Japan <laughs> like yo this is wild like yeah man just try to move on with it maybe it's a part Maybe it's a part where like he still has the belt maybe it's why they're like him and Han about this because they need the belt back I don't know but outside of that like just take the fucking title from him
1: yeah he does have the belt
2: like do they not have a second one
1: is new japan broke (laughs)
2: well fuck look a lot of promotions don't actually don't actually like you know have a replica belt so i don't know if they have a a, a, you know a second never belt or not
1: i'm gonna do some shit well that's true um so that is thank you guys for the questions That, that was uh Awesome segment. We'll bring that back uh, a little more often. Dynamite Tuesday, um, title Tuesday. Uh, so they have four championship matches on there. None of them changed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't I even really...
2: think about that part. I normally <laughs> think about shit like that, but I didn't. Even...
1: Bro, I was shocked. I, after sure, I was like, bro, none of the titles changed. What the fuck? Like, I was like, all right, <laughs> got me. Like. <laughs> Oh, the fucking
2: watch is for four times. Four, four <laughs> Not a goddamn change. What what are we doing here? Uh okay, go ahead, man.
1: Um <laughs> Yeah, so like, but really good show. Uh I I, I love this show. I was I was uh you know, they only had four matches, but um a lot of a lot of stuff on this on this show uh opened up with a. Uh, trios uh, match uh, with Death Triangle uh, defending the title against Best Friends and including Irish Cassidy and Death Triangle ended up getting the win uh, this is you know your this awesome trios match to open the open the match uh, there was uh, a part where Pac wanted to cheat you know and, and you know basically come out with the hammer Ray Phoenix was like we don't do that shit like, like put that shit away like that's not us like we're not down with that so um they ended up retaining the belts. Um, there was a, you know, I was wondering like, you know, what's the deal here? Cause uh, you know, Cassidy had just won the uh, all Atlantic last week. They got the belts on the line there. So, uh, that did keep the, keep the championships, uh, a little bit of dissension, uh, tease here. And, um, They, you know, I I don't know if this is like, you know, on the heels of a lot of people like calling for Phoenix and Pentagon to really get like thrust like into higher positions. But uh, one way or another, you know, give us a little cool story to uh, to to pay attention to.
2: Yeah, uh, great match in Tony Khan. I can't zoom. I don't have the zoom thing, but you stop this shit right now. One of the very few things that keeps me going with AEW right now is Dev trying over the last couple of years. Don't you dare break them up. I love them. They're one of my favorite acts in the world. Don't you dare break them up. That's all I got to say.
1: Got to say, I would like to see all three of these guys as singles.
2: Um, Why can't they all be together and be singles?
1: Doesn't seem to work. I mean, they, they. I think they tried that with Babyface Inner Circle, and then it just, you know, and Pinnacle, and it just, you know.
2: Um, well, I, I'm sorry. Say those two. Say those teams again. Say those teams again.
1: Uh, Who did I say Pinnacle, and then the uh, Inner Circle?
2: Who's the third best wrestler? Inner Circle. Uh,
1: like the the version that I'm talking about, probably. Santana. Who's the third best wrestler in Pinnacle? Dax, I think. No. Uh Wardlow, or no, it's one of the FTR guys. Okay. Are they better in Pentagon? Uh there are limitations on Pentagon, uh, it seems like. So um I don't know. So um but after that.
2: Hey, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, guided by the moon, um, your priorities are all fucked up. <laughs> he says, I, I want I need you to get it. I need you to pull it together. I need you to pull it together. I, uh, want I, know, I get it, but you need to pull it together.
1: More than I want to wake up tomorrow, sir. Um, tomorrow is in 22 minutes from now. <laughs> I need you to still be here, you know, not for the sake of your life, but these numbers on this stream now.
2: Oh, man. Right? <laughs>
1: Just kidding, Um, but um, yeah.
2: Hey man, we need need some eyes on this. We need some eyes on on this stream. I know you fuck around and die with us. God damn.
1: So um, they showed a video package uh, last year with Moxley and Hangman. You sound like you run a big
3: tech
2: company right now.
1: (laughs) Um. So uh, they did a video package of uh, Moxley and Heyman footage from last year. Hangman uh, knocking uh, Mox off the ladder. Then um, showed Mox like, breaking first. Essentially, they were head to head. Then um, they showed Shivani backstage. And uh, basically, they had Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and Rebels. Said one of them is going to be uh, the Women's World Champion as Tony time is over. Uh, they rolled into a Tony Storm and Carl Sheeta match for the AEW Interim uh, Women's Championship. Uh, this was awesome. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching this. This was like the kind of wrestling that I think has made this division really strong over the past 10 weeks or so. Um, I was unsure of the result here. I've, you know, but, you know, Storm ended up retaining. Uh, I got to say, man, I'm not a fan of her finish. Uh, That storms, yeah, like um, just uh, just
2: smoking somebody with with a power power driver.
1: Yeah, it's like, all right, like she used to do the essentially the the tire driver joint and flip people over, and that was the Storm Zero. Then when she came to AW, it's like this super quick power driver. But
2: that's the thing, it was all whenever when it before she got to WWE, Storm Zero was always the the power driver, and then she got to WWE and they said, We don't want you doing power drivers, so she she came with something else and came and came, but she kept the name. Hmm. Um, but I will say this: like it I is. I just
1: lost your audio. Oh, there you are.
2: It is. Um. Whoop. Can you hear
1: me? Yep, I can hear you now. Okay.
2: But I will say, like it is kind of. Um, it doesn't. It feels more like. um, Like a flash finish than like a flash knockout. Then like you abruptly finish somebody off, and now you're about to hit them with the move to, to knock out the knockout. Last of their fire. Um. So I, I I get where you're coming from. It doesn't feel as definitive
1: yeah yeah she's yeah. she's gotta like to gotta make more like kind of impactful yes drop someone on her head harder and slower i guess <laughs> um no she needs to drop somebody
2: like okay um she hits the, she hits the hip attack in the corner she puts that ass on him and then like she fires up and the crowd recognizes that like you know she's about to put the, lift them up and then Gives the someone and then gives someone the opportunity to, if you know, need the match continue to escape, and instead of just like move, 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 move. Oh, she just put them between the legs and dropped them on her head in a, in a split second, and the match is over. You realize it's, it doesn't, it you know, it is it. I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I don't mind it as much because I'm uh, I'm used to it with her, but I get what you mean.
1: So um, after that, uh, we have the post match. And Jamie Hitter and Rebel came down, um, and Britt made her entrance with a Steelers jersey, um, which is I think they were in in Cincinnati, so she was not popular. Um, Then all of a sudden, um, Soraya's music hit, and the crowd did like a polite clap, and she tapped tackled Britt, and they were brawling and all that. And then um, you know they continued to beat on Storm. All of a sudden, James. It was time. It
2: was time. Okay, you real. You get it. Yes, I was happy
1: to see her. She came. Look. From the, all the return on a night that NXT was head to head trying to re- recapture the feeling <laughs> Tony Khan made the one <laughs> phone call he needed to make. He needed Riho to restore uh, the feeling.
2: <laughs> so I think that I think my favorite part about this, I watched this today. Uh so things I was spoiled on. I, I heard about Paige getting hurt. Um I heard some allusion that uh MGF made towards he wanted to kill himself and that it made uh Regal smile, which I was like, that's a weird tweet. Uh and and um, Riho was back and like I didn't know what Riho was wearing when she came out uh, until today, but the fact that she came out, I'm glad that they have not broken her soul about like uh, the things that people say about her or whatever else because like she came out and she looked like she she looked her age as opposed to like dressing up in, like you know like some of the some of the jokes she for some reason like don't dress in like like, like they they'll dress with like this shit with these big jabo like big bows and everything and look and, and weird or they'll dress like schoolgirl not not like schoolgirls but like dress like I, I don't know like it's like a culture cultural thing where like they they they, they dress differently than us, but like it's more reminiscent of what do you think of like. Um, a teenager wear like she came out like dressed like her t- like like a teenager, and I was like, I am glad ain't nobody like broke her soul. She d- she dressed how she wants to dress. She came out and like did her dive, and then came did you make like that? that- t- you made the silhouette thing or was no? I silhouette-
1: saw it on Twitter. I saw okay. it on Twitter, and it was like <laughs> she got like triple the reaction that Soraya got, which was fucking hilarious. You think that was um, it? She- maybe more. Yeah, I think um, it was more. Yeah, like she came out. And wow, Nassau Poi be dressing like a that's southern it, granny. No, that's, that's
2: great. Fucking, that's exactly who I was thinking of when I was talking about the big bowls <laughs> and shit. Nassim Poi be dre- like Nassau Poi be look, for those rich, you know who Raku is in um in uh Joshi right? Yes. Yes. Nassim Poi on her off days be dressing like Raku except not yellow, just white or or some like it is it is like I don't I don't I don't, I don't get it. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like it is wild <sighs> to me. But
1: and yeah, I, we got the return of all the Riho memes. Uh, we, we were pulling out all the old stuff. Uh, she, I'm sure, she she made Paul Levesque, you know, grab his chest when he saw the sight of Riho again. You know, last time, you know, she, she did damage to, to, to the NXT brand. So, uh, she was back, she she runs out. That was a big dive. Uh, if you guys have not seen the Riho silhouette. Um, it is it is quite a quite a sight to behold. Put um, it on the
2: screen for them if you can.
1: Yeah, let me see. Um go ahead, Phil for me real quick.
2: Yeah, so I was happy to see Riho. Um uh, I believe that it looks like um she's going to be teaming with uh Tony Storm, and that's fun to see because like if you look at like since uh Tony Storm has came back, like her and the tag team stuff with Thunder Rosa, um like, her tagging and her wrestling, like, quite frankly, like, Joshi's, Joshi Wrestler, she's familiar with, um, like, that seems to be the key to success, like, for her. Um, and, like, I think they've done, I think they've done very well with, um, Toni Storm being on TV, wrestling, like, basically every single week. Like, she is somehow, um, she has somehow managed to, like, make this thing work without feeling like, you know, without getting exhausted on seeing her every single week wrestling. Um... I think she's the first woman wrestler in AEW to ever accomplish that. Quite frankly,
1: would I be wrong hmm. in saying that? I don't think so. Like she's, she, like she's been like really solid. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see everything on there. Um, <laughs> hold on, I got it. I'm gonna, ex- oh I'm gonna God. expand this, uh, this thing here. So you guys can see it right there, Riho. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah, that was uh, you know, glad Riho's back. She's gonna be wrestling Jamie Hayter next week. Rematch of their match from earlier this year. That was that was pretty grit, good as Jamie kind of builds some some momentum. So uh, <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. So we got a video package uh highlighting the kingdom showing up. Uh they were they debuted on Rampage. And then all of a sudden we heard words from uh Wardlow and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe hit him with a with a good line at the end. He was like, There's six million ways to die, but y'all still picked the wrong one, which is pretty great. Um and then after that, uh Renee was backstage with FTR and they did FTR like things. They just kind of stammered on and um you know they ran down their resume said there was more hardware they want um, they said they want the aw tag team titles they were interrupted by swerving our glory um they said ftr uh, is putting their priorities ahead of aw for too long instead they're running around everywhere else swerve uh, told dax nice fingernails um if y'all didn't know like dax put up this um <clears throat> post He was letting his daughter paint his fingernails, uh, and then he seemingly made up, like, this imaginary story about, like, (laughs) people in the gym looking at him and stuff like this. I'm like, bro, this never happened. Stop. (laughs) Um
2: (laughs) God damn it.
1: Um, So, they they made... Uh number one contenders match for next week. FTR versus Swerve in Our Glory and man, the agendas that were going on uh when Swerve and Our Glory had these belts that just wanted FTR to win them off them so bad. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like FTR is gonna win this match. Um am I rooting for that? No. Um <laughs> uh, I could go for Swerve uh in our glory versus the acclaim three. Um I will say it right now though. I do not think that FTR will ever have all four belts. Hmm. I think there's, there's too much politically at play to tie them up with all four. I just don't think uh, unless something is like something dramatically changes. Right. My current feeling today, that will not happen. So uh, if they win those those titles, like they're going to be getting rid of some of the other titles first.
2: First.
1: Yep. Okay. Um, A lot of people think you're speculating, you know, this could be where Swerve fully turns on Keith Lee. There could be something like that. Um Any speculation on that, James?
2: Um, I, I, I think that they're going to get them all, and I think that they'll then lose them after they lose AEW t- World Tag Titles. I think they're actually going to get that you know four belt thing um otherwise what was the point of ever you know what was the point of ever collecting all the belts for them not to get their actual like you know the company that like more or less put this all together for them they're not gonna give them their actual belt that'd be fucking weird
1: uh black saber jr says they do have a triple a title match uh december 28th nice of them to defend those belts um he says things they'll lose the belts there um they are facing Dragon Lee and I believe. So, uh, yeah. FCR doing the lucha stuff. Yes, so.
2: and um, I forgot who was coming from at the time. They called him, uh, was it Drelistico instead? Bosh's name. I was like, okay, All right, whatever, man.
1: They haven't defended Triple A bill since March. Good God!
2: Is it so? Is this is like the that John like that one uh, Dean Ambrose uh, U.S. title run. We're exactly like that. Wow, wow!
1: Imagine walking around with with, with, the, with the pieces of tin. <laughs> 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 um, after that, uh, we got Shivani and Regal in the ring, uh, and they ended up having this long segment talking um, about it was another origin story, villain origin story for MJF. Uh, I didn't like the first half of this. Um, and then, like the second half of MJF's promo, I started liking it. And then I thought Regal was the best that he's been. This is—I feel like this is the first time he's offered like something of value since like uh, some of those early video packages for uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Mm. Uh, I, you know, just more about WWE being the destination of shit and just this, yeah, the, the, like, the, the keep putting it on
2: stuff, yeah, yeah
1: keep putting over them as like the place like you want to be or inherently like making ought to be second best. I feel like if you're going to mention WWE, you need to do it in a different way. He did bring it around at the end of the promo saying AW is his company now and Regal's, uh, you know, coming back, uh, you know, while he's there. So, uh, MJF talks about, you know, when he was 19, he was informed by his trainers that, you know, he got some extra work at the Barclays Center. Uh, They were introduced to Regal, and they had tryout matches in front of, like, Arn Anderson, Malenko, Pierce, Regal. He said Regal pulled him aside to a separate room and told him he had three minutes to sell himself to Regal, whose jaw hit the floor after what he heard. MJF said Regal promised him a job, but it never happened. Um, When Regal found out he was 19, telling him he was too young. Um, So I guess the story behind that, I think David mentioned that is they didn't like to hire people at that age because if the young folks were, yeah, they were, they were, they would drink with the people above 21 would be a bad look. Um, Then the crowd did like a you fucked up chant uh, and (laughs) (laughs) said uh, uh, MJF basically said told Regal the names that he got hired. Uh, like Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Dawson, John Moxley, uh Regal told him to can send uh told him to send matches and you know his progress after the first month but after the third month Regal sent uh mm-hmm. MJF a promo that MJF was never he had never forgotten saying Regal wasn't impressed with his acting skills uh, and MJF said Regal wasn't one of the high class talents WWE or Regal said MJF wasn't one of the high class talents he wanted to look at. Regal squandered his dreams, and he was acting like he was going to cry. And he pulled out this email that Regal su- sent them. He said it's made him want to kill himself. Uh, he said if he did that, all the naysayers would win. But now in 2022, the tables have turn. Regal's an old man who got fired while attaching to get uh, attaching the talent to get a job in AEW. While MJF's the generational talent, um, and more the crowd started getting into it and cheering for MJF. And and booing, you know, Regal when we picked up the microphone and then Regal just like
2: Blacked out on that man. Yes. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> Um and this was like I was like, yo. I was like, what the fuck? Like like at first, like it was like, like, like I didn't like this. Like I didn't care about your WWE Sob story. Um I feel like so many people have those. It's just like, okay, it's your turn to tell yep. this Every- shit.
2: One, everybody has that. Two, Regal's been back back since March. You've been back for over a month. You've been interacting with you this whole time. You never brought this up before. All of a sudden, Regal's talking about something that I don't even think involves him at the time. This is your time you decide to run out there and be like 38 mad. All of a sudden, at random, be straw man mad guy while you're spewing your heart out. It was like, this ain't the time for this, man. Like, it, it didn't match up, so like, and then and then Regal fixed basically all of that and made it made sense and tied back to like the even the the Yuta stuff, the Shivani stuff. He made it all make sense, all of what all this has been for the months. Like, because MJF wasn't doing that for me, and I was like, okay, this is well done. But like, you know, some of the stuff that I feel like he, he cuts at times that leaves me cold. But like, this was all setting up for Regal to put it all together. And I thought Regal did this fantastically. Um,
1: yeah. Regal said he got in the business when he was eight, was 16 years old. Uh, he saw something at MJF and wanted to light a fire under him. Uh, he screamed at MJF saying, if you held on to that email for all those years that you had it easy, um, every yep. day you need to practice to become the best before you was born. Uh, Regal was getting interviewed by Tony Giovanni. He never put his hands on someone like him. Essentially said it'll only like take off on, you know, someone between the ropes um and mjf let regal down because he took shortcuts hiring people to do his dirty work using the diamond ring regal then did that sting and turned around essentially said if if you're really the devil do it right now mjf looked like he was gonna do it but then he bitched up and regal was basically like yeah you got more more still a long way to go and and then he left uh this was an incredible segment um you know talking about or not I wouldn't say top to bottom because i didn't like the beginning of mjf stuff but I, i'm with you i feel that like regal filled in the blanks that makes mjf
2: stuff then ex- instead of being like what the fuck it's like oh well, he answered every question that, that mjf left you with so i thought that like it does come together it i, I thought it, dug, it did come together to, to make a great segment yeah
1: Yep. So, like, you know, by all this is going, like, they've been building up this Moxley and MJF shit. He's been lurking over the guy for weeks. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at least this time, this is a change in philosophy than what they weren't allowed to do or couldn't do the last pay per view when they were announcing it the week before and shit. This is a little bit more like the traditional AW that we've come. It's like all laid out, heavy story and leading to your big match. Um, they showed a video package introducing uh, the ROH title stuff. So um, during the trios match, they did mention the Elite on commentary. Tony's find us the first time um, that they mentioned the Elite. Since then, CM Punk was in the video package for the ROH stuff. Yep, so was Cody. So that was pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> so they showed uh, a quick introduction for Dalton Castle. Um, Before that, we got uh, Renee Paquette backstage with the acclaimed Billy Gunn, who welcomed Renee to AEW um, and said it's title versus trademark with the acclaimed uh, versus Tony Neves and Josh Woods. That was okay. Um, And if the acclaimed win, they get the scissor again, uh, and you know,
2: (laughs) (laughs) so childish, man. Like (laughs) we scissor again.
1: Uh, It's funny. So then <clears throat> we go to Renee earlier in the day. She's sitting down with Brian Danielson and Willer Yuta, and I was wondering when this was going to happen. Yeah, and it finally did. Yeah. Uh, so Danielson uh, said his last week uh, loss at Jericho. Uh, you know, with the right guidance, he could be the best wrestler ever. As Danielson selling out continually about Daniel Garcia like this, just just hopping on a man's jock. Willer Yuta is just like man, fuck this. Like in in Damn. snaps. And like yo, like I had to go through hell to get into Blackpool Combat Club. I bled. I did all this shit. But like fucking Claudio agrees with me. Like how could not you fucking see this coming? Uh, I could answer that for Willie Uda. Daniel Bryan was a dumb babyface for a long time in WWE. <laughs> you just don't shake that um, immediately. But mm. <clears throat> um, he said we saw this shit coming a mile away. Everybody, but you saw it. Uh, and. He walked off. He was disappointed in his hero. And it's just like, why the fuck do you want him when I'm right here? Yeah. But this story gets better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Will, will you to get off his dick? <laughs> 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 Essentially.
2: He's <laughs> uh, uh, almost like a. Well, you know, you, you see relationships like that before. We you, you know how that is. It's like, well, why man. do you want this fucking new toy when I've been here this whole time? Hold it down.
1: You know. And, yeah. Well, like there, there are a lot of relationships that look like that but like, hey, why, why? like he, D'Alson was was talking a little bit too loud about, about that woman that he saw on the screen, you know, while, while his wife was there. You know, that's you know, that's that's not what you do, sir. Um but <clears throat> We got Chris Jericho against Dalton Castle. I had no... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no I just, I just,
2: was it March when he joined uh, BCC? Yeah,
1: yeah, something like that.
2: All right. April, May, June, July, August, <laughs> September, October. It, it. I was gonna say 11 months, I was gonna do like 11 months of sacrifice. I, <laughs> <laughs> I should have left your ass a long time ago. See, <laughs> no <to> hook Wheeler.
1: <laughs> Wheeler's not gonna cry.
2: Yes, a white man singing out there playing sad and and, and alone by himself singing that Mary J. Blige. Yes. I want to see see that in the the next movie I see.
1: Because Brian (laughs) Downsend is not worth his tears.
2: (laughs) Oh, shit. (sighs) Yes.
1: Should have left your ass a thousand times. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Chris Jericho and Dalton Castle. Pleasant surprise of a match for me. I think I liked this more than you did. Um, but Black Virginia <sighs> said this is an acid trip of a wrestling match in the best way possible. Um, I, I, I was into this. Uh, I know there was a lot of foolishness and chicanery. Tons and of, tons of smoke and mirrors.
2: Uh, I didn't necessarily hate the smoke and mirrors. I recognized they were going, and like the crowd was into it. So I was, I was like, I'll allow it. I allowed it. I didn't hate it, but I, I was like, it didn't move me. But like people loved it, so I was like, okay, cool, whatever. It's work for the crowd. Um, I think
1: they got one near fall that the people bought on. Was it the Banger Ring? Um, I believe so. Okay, um, and you know that always works for me. That's like, all right, that's the sign of like, you know, if it's a title defense, like a one, a no question one. Can you at least? Get him to the bite and they did. Uh, and I'm just gonna. and Adam says Jericho versus Castle was awesome live. Uh, they were throwing the boys over the top rope and yep. dives. Uh, Jake Hager was out there with the bucket hat and snapping over the yes. hat. Bro, I was fucking bro. Hager's like, he's so fucking entertaining. Like, he's bro, <laughs> like whoever told him to start acting like this, like, bravo, give them, give them a raise, give him a raise. Fuck. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna, gonna start the agenda now. Uh Chris Jericho has packed and shipped Jonathan Gresham multiple times with the same opponents. Look it up. Um so are we talking about Bandito and what else? Bandito, Claudio. Claudio, Alden yeah, Claudio
2: but the Claudio match was like not that long. Uh so I but yeah, sure. Uh so what other match? Who else?
1: Uh the Bandito match.
2: When did Bandito have a match on uh, Ring of Honor with... Uh, not Ring of Honor, but on... Um, it, was,
1: it was the main event of, of Supercard of Honor.
2: Oh, I didn't see that, so I missed that. My bad.
1: Um, it was a Bandito carry job that may have been three and a quarter. Mm. Uh, um,
2: so I gave... I gave this match three. Battle of the Belts between Gresham and Castle, I gave three and a quarter. So, but... You know, you you somehow you watch more fucking, (laughs) more fucking Ring of Honor, uh, um, Gresham matches than I have this year. So that's all. So look at uh, that. Look at that. Go figure. Um,
1: yeah, Jericho packs him up. Uh, Jericho continues the run here. Um, he gets the win. Um, and clean with the um, he he missed
2: his he missed the connection on the elbow, but whatever. Get him out look. Don't don't get don't get them back up and do it do it again just pin them get them the fuck out of here. Like uh this is the best I've seen Castle uh like physically uh since
1: his back went out on him. And I think they kind of nailed his presentation too. He got a big entrance, like it, you know. I thought it was pretty entertaining.
2: Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, like the you could you could make him work in a, as a I don't know type of low level um, <clears throat> some level like low level non champion face or whatever else, but like as after them, asking to do more than that at this point, I don't think it could work on a regular roster. I'm talking about ring on. I'm not talking about AEW. AEW he's he'd be a prelim dude, but um, you know. Uh, I, I Shout
1: out to Frankie I just think it's for weird. five months.
2: I just we, like I just think it's weird it's like, okay, so yeah, like he could have an entertaining match if you like hire twenty motherfuckers to like be ringside to like get the match like you know what I'm saying? I'm like, trying to think like the cost like the cost benefit of like hiring those people just to get a match over and it's like bro, it's just- I mean,
1: they used to do this for Cody.
2: Uh, are you talking about the Nightmare Family? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but Cody was having better, still having better matches at times most of the time, than, than than this than this match. But you know, well,
1: he didn't have a broken back. <laughs> <laughs> um, like,
2: so that's my question, right? So, like Jerry Lynn, seemingly looks like he's finna wrestle. We'll, we'll get to that.
1: Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, he got <laughs> dropped on his shit, like. Uh, by Jericho. W- was Jerry Lynn a former Always champion? Can, can someone yeah yeah look this that's, up?
2: He was. He was in the. She was in the show. Uh, he was in the. He was in that uh, sh- champion opening. That's why I think he's going to wrestle
1: Hmm. Um, I don't know. It could happen. I look. Let's see what he's got.
2: My question is like, if you get clear to Russell when he has it was like was he a, he has a fusion right neck fusion like I,
1: I don't know Jerry Lynn's injury history
2: bad neck gotcha um it, or at least I know for sure he has bad neck I don't know what else ails him but I know for sure it's a bad neck so like I'm thinking of myself like so at this point in like 2020 2022 we have now like turned like the the broken neck into like the torn ACL of our day in pro wrestling. So it's like, if that's the case, why the fuck can't we figure out what's wrong with Dalton Castle's back so he can stop out coming out here with his fucking back brace, looking bad? I, I don't coming know. Coming out I here, can't man it out.
1: Coming out here with Larry Bird's back, bitch. Bro, I... Steve Nash is back. So. Um, they announced um, Rampage. Uh, I watched Rampage this week. I'll give you a quick review. Uh, nothing you really need to see. Uh, the claim title match was pretty fun. Hook got a quick win on Ari Devari. Uh There was a three-way match. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Roosh, and Preston Vance. 10 did not look great. Mm-hmm. Um, Orange Cassidy was really over. Willow Nightingale uh, ended up taking on Layla Gray. Penelope Ford, she substituted for. And James, it is official. Willow Nightingale is all elite.
2: I saw you told me, and I, I celebrated. I I um I had a reply or I had a quote tweet to I guess Tony Khan or AEW's all elite tweet like uh, you know tears of joy, very happy to see this this young woman um, be over every time I ever seen her in front of a Ring of Honor crowd or a AEW crowd. She and I remember you saying like yeah, but it seems like the plan is for her for Ring of Honor. I was like well, given these reactions, like fuck Rihanna. <laughs> like, like I, I, and this is might've been like before, right before Tony Khan actually bought it. But, uh, mm-hmm. it was like, well, what, what the hell? So, um, I'm glad to see that like, she, she's going to be in all the wrestling. Um, I did not see the match a few weeks ago she had with Jamie. I heard people really like yes, that. you gotta, you gotta watch that. Um, but yeah, like, you know, glad she's there. We need like some over baby faces and like, you know, um, she actually, you know, she had a, um, she had a match set for her, um, at, in Tokyo, Tokyo pro day and getting not falling through. I think it was, a, uh,
1: she's going to be there 29.
2: Yeah. She's going to be there on the 28th and 29th or whatever else. And she's, she's going to be wrestling like two shows at least. Um, so like, I think she's going to be in probably like the, the guy, Jeanette, like, faces like miyu like on miyu Anabe on like 1-4 probably so um for that for the you know international princess champion so like i think things are looking up for her or whatever else and like she's she's a good wrestler over all that kind of stuff and you know like happy for her and can't wait to see more of her and like i want to see her mix it up with jade and and nyla and and like, I want to see her, you know, more Jamie stuff. And I want to see where she can end up, like, being in this um, division when it seems like it actually has, like, a another lease on life right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, need, always need people whatever, that are over. Uh, they had her in the ring with Shivani, uh, gave him, like, a big hug and all that. I think Britt Baker did something on Twitter that was pretty cute. She basically, I think, retweeted the hug and was like, don't be hugging Tony Shivani like that. So that was, uh, you know, market territory right there. So. Um, but, uh, after that, we got John Moxley versus hangman page, the AW world championship. And James, I gotta say, this was a hell of a match. Um, they started this kind of at a weird time during the show to where it was like they did this, this big ass brawl on the outside of the ring to where hangman page ended up turning Cincinnati into the Budokan Hall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I saw the match.
1: <laughs> yes. And yeah, he, like the apparatus the he jumped off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off that shit, I lost my mind. Uh, they were still brawling around the arena, so by, by the time he came back from from break, it was pretty much time for the uh, match to kind of, the quarter hour and all that to get to where, you know, it would have been. And um, seemed like this match ended like 10 minutes short, but... I thought this was like for what we got. That this was a hell of a match. Like they were, they were firing off. I was totally into this uh, when I saw this. I originally thought this was the planned finish because I felt like everything got timed up so perfectly. But um, they apparently did not. You know, it, it was not uh, a part of the show. Ham mm-hmm. uh, ended up going down on a flip bump and landing, uh, kind of knocking himself out. Uh, he got concussed and he was fine the next day so that's good to hear um i think this was some of that fortunate gratuitous luck because i think hangman can kind of come back from this a little bit stronger than you could if you you know it seems like he was probably gonna eat a death rider one two three but if this was a case like moxley knocks him out with the clothesline it's like a doctor stoppage i thought this was like this was fortunate as hell booking right or you know it not booking per se but this was a fortunate as hell circumstance i think that is better than what the plan actually was
2: um
1: i i probably agree with
2: you um you know uh the thing is i think that they're not going to ever be able to get they're not gonna be able to get back to Page and Moxley for the championship, like like do I have to do that without the championship? And that's fine. Um But yeah, uh I thought this match was on it was on its way. Um and it just got to the closing stretch, and then that you know, with the with Lariat, and Larry took him out, and I was like and I had heard about, you know, um what had happened beforehand. But uh watching it, it was like, okay, so the match was good. The match was and the match about to kick into the la- that next gear and it just ended and that sucked. Um Yeah, um it sucks. Um and then they had to, you know, they had to cover for a long time and then they kept the camera off from which I appreciated off of a page that I appreciated while they were trying to help him out. Um and Moxley, you know, you know, ever the professional on his feet, talking about how, you know, he hopes for that, you know, he'll be able to um recover from this and everything and fill time and then like he then use like the um the you know what happened to page like into it into his talk with MJF you know you know immediately after and I thought like this dude just they want to script this dude down to the (laughs) T
1: no that was dumb uh so it it seemed like they they kind of sent Regal out there with whatever the orders were and maybe he like communicated to like, however, the segment was going to go. MJF was always planning to come back out there. This was always going to be the end of the show. Yeah. Um, That's what it felt but, like. Yeah. But uh, they came out um, and basically, um, you know, Regal was basically like, uh, or excuse me, MJF came out and was like, yo, I came out with, with Bryce. Uh, he comes out, sees the cash in. Uh, Moxley wants him to get in there. Um, and he rolled out the ring and he handed Regal the chip. Uh, He said he's going to cash in with Moxley's uh, 110%, no excuses, so he's cashing in full gear in advance. Yes, thank you. No money in the bank bullshit. Uh, But
2: that does leave open the precedent that, like, you can do that next year, which they need to say, no, that was just some shit we were fucking with you. Like, you can never actually do that. That's what they need to just definitively say.
1: Yes, uh, I I would appreciate if they did that. Uh, Oh, wow. Mayu will face Kylan King at the New Japan USA show on Friday. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so happy they announced this in advance. John Moxley and MJF are full gear. Uh, they had a good match last time. Uh, at the last, this one. match They've should definitely. A, this match should be better. It should be better. The storyline is like a thousand times better, better. Uh, going Way into this. Better. Way better. Way. Um, we don't have to worry about this. It, like MJF was kind of like it was like a gimmicky kind of thing. It was a campaign stump speech thing and like the 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 like a play on
2: like you know election denial and shit it's like
1: yeah yeah it was um it was pretty bad uh when you look at it Mark Sterling having to wrestle um a match Yeah. so like and MJF was like kind of like moonlighting kind of as a top guy at that time it was putting him in the spot seeing you know what he could do uh but he's you know have oh wow Waka and Mina versus Kylie Ray and Tiara James um i'm sorry we knew waka was coming over we already knew that i'm sorry kylie ray is coming oh don't start this shit don't start i'll believe it when i see it um (sighs) so um after that um they you know that that was it uh this i thought it was a really great show um Agree. Un- unfortunate, like with the um, with that with the page uh, injury. Hopefully he's back soon. We know these concussion things can be weird. Adam yeah. Cole's still not back. You know. uh well, so. didn't he have Sergio on his shoulders or no? You know what? I'm not sure. Okay, but he right now he's out for a concussion. So oh wow. Um, so after that, I guess James, it's time to hit the music. <laughs>
2: Right, so I guess we'll uh, handle this business now because I'll end up forgetting like, later on so um, Black Saver Jr. is uh, saying uh, that matches have been announced for, the women's matches have been announced for like the Rumble on 44th Street stuff for New Japan Pro Wrestling and, um, this Friday so he's saying that Mayu will face Colin King for SWA title match um, and he's saying that um, Mina and Waka will face Kylie Ray and T.R. James um, you know me and you have uh, I, I guess you weren't aware of the Waka's New York stuff Uh yes out, I did like, not know this yeah 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 like um the true queen she, of New York yes when she first joined um Cosmic Angels she asked her to join Cosmic Angels she was uh, you know Mina and she actually speaks a decent a bit of English and she's like where are you from and Waka goes you know perfect fucking English accent I'm from New York And and like it was a running meme of, like, the I'm from New York thing the whole time, uh whenever that happened, uh, when it happened last year. So, like, yeah, people, you know, you type in Waka, in New York, Waka so yeah, I'm in New York, you'll see, like, pictures of her, like, Photoshopped where, like, you got her in the, in the Yankee
1: with Tim's on. It's fucking,
2: it's fucking hilarious. And then you're like, you're, you'll see
1: her bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> I,
2: I don't know about the bodega, but, uh like, you'll see stuff where you'll be, like, you know, the, you know, the like Waka Tsukiyama, the king of New York. <laughs> and he, Like, bro, type in Waka Tsukiyama or Waka and Eddie Kingston and see what pops up. It's yeah, foolishness.
1: <laughs> Black Saber Jr. She says she's got to come out uh, to Welcome to New York by Cameron. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> do, you, do you think Jay-Z uh, Cameron has ceased and ceased by that song yet? <laughs> like, don't you dare play that shit ever again.
1: <sighs> oh... Um. Um. Yeah, man. Um picture of her and Eddie. Her and Eddie uh, I, I would definitely pay for the for the Waka Sukiyama New York vlog. I, I would definitely want to see that. Just walking oh around. My God. Uh, but the more important thing, James, is Waka getting a win here? Uh, no,
2: no, no. They
1: gonna have her lose to who? Who they wrestling? You have Colin King Pinner, It's fine. Whatever. Or no, she's she's wrestling Kylie Ray and Tiana James. I'm sorry, not Kylie James. James. I'm sorry,
2: not Kylie. I'm sorry, I meant to say just have Kylie Ray beat her. Whatever, it's fine. Like you you can't you cannot give Walkers first win to New York to to America. You got to put that shit in Corcoran Hall somewhere. Um, like yeah, you can't you can't you can't deny the fans that like they've been rooting for her this whole time and like they be giving her like these big last gas kickouts. And like in all these trios matches or whatever else, like you gotta save that for the actual fans. Otherwise, it ain't gonna mean nothing. Yeah, like, yeah, and like once she and once she gets to win, she's you know it's gonna be it's gonna be real rough for her. Um, so like, yeah, you can't you can't just get it to to because especially like you do that in New Japan crowd like they, ain't, they ain't pro- yeah, oh I didn't know she was I know she never won a match she never yeah. want a match for it they'll be like, oh okay cool neat they'll be like neat that's nice um so yeah. Um, uh, they need to put, I need to put her in a private party on the vlog. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. Um, yeah. So, uh oh man, we have not talked about uh any of the new stardom stuff since um the Grand Prix was about uh you know October first. So, um this weekend I caught up on all the stuff. There was also a pay per view, the opening night of uh Tag League. Um, and, um, the attached to Open Night of Tag League was also the IWGP Women's Tournament, um, the domestic side. So that all got cleared up. Um, I guess the main things to talk about is after the Grand Prix, they did a, pre- they did a, you know, triple press conference. Boom, boom, boom. Um, first was New Blood, uh, five show. We talked about that. I did not watch New Blood five. We talked about the, the Chan Yoda, uh, part, but like, uh, the, the two things of consequence that actually happened was that Nanami of um, Diana she has joined to be the fifth, or technically, sixth member of God's Eye. You know Konami is a part timing in in and out member of God's Eye, but um, Tamoka Naba from Just Tap Out is a full is actually a full fledged member. So Nanami will be the uh, sixth member, and then um, in the main event of New Blood Five. Um because um in the blue block you had Ami versus Hannon, and Ami beat Hannon, you had um a a rematch or you or Ami earned a title shot and in the main event of New Blood, Ami put away Hannon with um with the uh, power driver and she is a new um future of stardom champion. I think that's a knife champion ever. Uh let's see, um Kid, Utami uh, Micah, Ida Mina Um Unagi, Rowaka, Hannon Ami, yeah, ninth Um, so Um, good match, another in You know, typical Hannon quality Low low threes type of thing Um, and you know, she fought And scrapped and um, ultimately Couldn't, you know, couldn't put away The uh, the bigger Ami Ami user size and new gear and everything she it, she looks much better now. looks like a less looks like an actual looks like somebody as opposed to just generic big wrestler. So um, you know she has she has improved you know month over month since so she came to Stardom from just you know like generic big to like she actually hold her own in tag matches and actually have you know quality matches in the Grand Prix. So um, she has improved she's improved greatly since coming here. Um, so you know interested to see what she does with it. Um, or this is gonna be like, you know, like almost like a word old thing where she just comes in and squashes all these small girls. <laughs> we'll see. Um and then um the uh the other press conference uh was Tag League and it brought out Tag League. It's eight teams. Um this year. I'll go through the team uh list real quick. Um in the blue block, you end up having um Ami and oh, sorry, Amasaki and Azumi. Uh, they go by the name O2 Line. You have Ami and Marai, uh The New Era, or, or yeah, is the New Era? Or new Era, I can't remember which one it is. Um, Hannon and Ida return with their tag team from the 2020 Tag League. Wingori, um, Hazuki and Kaguma, Fukuoka Double Double Crazy, FWC, Micah and Ameka, Mahime, Mina and All Cap Saki. They call themselves Wild Venus um nanai and you they're calling themselves seven up uh nasco and rawaka they're calling themselves bmi 2000 um and uh that's the blue block the red block is lady c and <laughs> and my sakurai uh they're the odd couple tag team they have had smoke with each other ever since my left uh cosmic angels for uh Donald del mondo and Lady C did not like that. Obviously, Lady C, you know, got into the business as a Tam fan. Like, you know, so they've always had that smoke. And then they were in, uh, they faced each other in the opening round of uh, Cinderella Tournament and My One. So they've always had smoke. So they made the odd the, uh, couple tag team and they're called My Fair Lady. <laughs> uh, Death and Saki, you know, same team as last year. We love Tokyo Sports. Uh Julia and Tecla. Um
1: Mafia Bella. Mafia Bella. Bella. Man, I,
2: I, I, I keep wanting to call them Bella Mafia, but that's that's the little Kim shit.
1: Bro, they, they they got the font from the Lil Kim shit. They know what they're doing. Um but yeah, I this team is sh- rapidly shooting up uh the list like of my favorite teams.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm just glad that I'm just glad that Tecla's back. Um so uh Oh, the, the team I was talking about earlier, I was mentioning all the former tag teams that are in the tag league, like Aphrodite, Kamatani, and, and Utami. Um, I don't know how long I forgot about them. Um, Kid and Momo, Black Desire, Mayu and Kogo, and they're calling themselves. Hey,
1: can, can, Black, can, I, can I call them Team West Coast?
2: <laughs> Black Desire?
1: Yeah. That sounds like some West Coast productions were produced.
2: I was I was thinking is that where you're going, but I was gonna ask is and go ahead. Yeah, if you wanna yeah, if you wanna do that, West Coast Productions, evasive angles, all that, that's on you. Go for it. Indeed. <laughs> so wait. <laughs> so if they ever get a tag belt again, would that be Black Desire too?
1: Sure. <laughs> okay, so
2: all right, so um uh, Momo, uh, sorry, Momo Kogo and Mayu, they're, they're they're calling themselves Peach Rock. Uh Tam and and Nassau, they announced their official tag team name um at this press conference they're calling themselves Meltier. Meltier is uh they did an interview and I believe it's something along the lines of uh they've cried so many tears over each other together and apart together now they're together they're mending it and that's why they call themselves Mel here i forgot it's something with tears and melding whatever that's what that's what it is i'm just gonna keep calling them tamipoy or tam in, in uh in, in i don't like the name it is what it is um and then uh, the team then the last team the team uh that i think you are most actually i uh, geeked about uh Shuri and Tomoka and Nava,
1: karate brave. Oh my god, karate <laughs> brave. Bro, when I saw them come out there and those fucking geese, I was like, all right, somebody like this is the real somebody's about to get their ass kicked. Um, you know, I'm I'm a mark for black belts. Um <laughs> you know, I like to get a black belt myself one day, but you know, I don't know if I, I'm gonna be able to swing that. We'll see. But um, yeah, I was I was into the the karate brave. Look, man. They showed up to the press conference and it was
2: in the, it was in the, in the gi, it was in the pants and they had no shoes on. They didn't give a fuck. And they came out and they doing the whole, what's and, and all of that in the, in the, and all of that. And man, like, you know, hitting this my, yes, Mayu and, and <laughs> Mayu and, and Kogo were behind them in the press conference sitting down. And Mayu couldn't fucking contain herself and she was corpsing left and right while they was doing all the fucking moves. And like you can just see like Kogo just was dying laughing. It, it was great. Um and then like they did a similar uh at the show, they actually did a similar um player introduction um like to the Grand Prix now with all the tag teams, and they came out with the gear on the top and they did all that too. And then they came down to the ring and they did all that. But uh that's that, those are Tag league, um participants. So um and and then uh I think what else. Uh, and then also they announced the full car for the pay-per-view on uh November third. Um and they they went through it. White belt challenger uh will be um Mina. Uh, because she ended up beating Kamatani in um, on the November twenty third Corken Hall show during the Grand Prix, uh, Micah ended up beating um, Shuri in during the Grand Prix, so she's getting her Red Belt shot uh, at at 3 show. Um, you also have um, Black Desire getting a tag shot versus Meltier. here. I'm calling that for now. And uh, third from the top, um, and then various other matches. Konami will be uh, in the on the card with uh, God's eye. So they already had that established in like during these house shows or w- road to shows to get to um, this weekend shows, like they um, put over the challengers in a way, uh, the white belt and red belt challengers, Micah in, in uh, Mina in a way that like, they haven't done with like both ch- title challengers Like all year, and that's due to the fact that, like, they run so many fucking shows that you just can't keep track of what's going on. But, like, they had, you know, they had, um, put Micah in a bunch of tag matches with, uh, uh, with Himeka and Mahime, and they were either, look, either draws, fast draws with with the former tag team champions like, um, Kaguma and Hazuki, or they were just flat out beating the brakes off people, and it was fun. Um, and then, um, they were putting Mina, um, in, like, second and third match, singles matches, and with people like Ida, um, and she would she was beating them and, you know, taking apart their legs, you know, doing the Hitman stuff, leg work, if you will, and then putting them in the figure four and making them tap out, or they were putting her uh, with Nat's Point and Tam in trios matches, really good trios matches, like, in second from the top on these house shows, and she was putting people away. So, like, really strong work they're doing with her. They also, uh, there was also a um, a uh a i believe it was a draw i can't remember but it was like a, a tag match between um top 3 of cosmic angels top 3 of uh queen's quest and like when they when they're doing they, they, you know they have the segment where it's time for kamatani versus uh mina and like they're really good together like i think they're going to have a, i think thinking they're going to have a kickass match so i'm really you know and obviously you know they did the same with um ddm versus god's eye and putting in um Micah versus shuri and you know you've already seen a Micah versus shuri match Like they're they're great, so like I think they're gonna have a really good card. It's actually anticipated and all that kind of stuff, and with like a proper card as opposed to this tag league thing from this weekend. But um, another um, one of the uh, press conferences were was uh, like them announcing like who was going to be like the four from the domestic side of the IWGP um, women's title tournament. So um, they announced it. Mina, I'm sorry, uh, Momo versus Mayu. And the second match was uh Utami versus Hameka. So um I gave you the new blast. I gave you the all the press conference stuff from a couple weeks ago. Just I'm gonna fast forward through all of the high all of the uh, <laughs> uh um road to stuff and get to um this weekend. So at the Corken Hall, um on I think it was Saturday, um semi main event. Utami versus Hameka. Um, winner goes to the semifinal for the IWGP Women's Title uh, Tournament. Then they went and did them. They went out there and slapped and thumped and threw and, and lariated. it. was awesome. Uh, I give it. It might be four stars. I gave it. Give it three and three quarters. I would suggest you go check it out. At the end, uh, ultimately Utami ended up uh, winning with a uh, Black Tiger Bomb in um, the main event. Uh, was Mayu and Momo. They had a great match. I didn't give it a four flat stars. Um Mayu they built this and laid this thing on thick for Mayu as far as his overcoming um the obstacles. Like they also had a match later in the Grand Prix where like Mayu just can overcome um the numbers game and the cheating and whatever else and Momo ultimately won. They laid it on even thicker. This time Mayu fucking won and at the end of it, and this match was awesome, great wrestling involved, but at the end of it, the finishes, uh, they're running, all the time, running their third, you know, or fourth cheating play, actually, <laughs> and, um, they take the ref, they, uh, they, you know, go to the, while well, Mayu's on the top rope, they end up throwing, um, or hitting Mayu with uh, the box, that Roaka box, um, and, uh, foreign weapon box, and then, um, Momo is about to get her down, or someone slides Momo a chair. I think his kid slides her chair and she's about to use the chair. Mayu super kicks the chair into Momo's face. After all the cheating the ref has seen Momo and or sorry, uh, Momo and Oito type do, he lets it slide. And then Momo goes, or sorry, Mayu goes to the corner and hits the triple jump, drop off, um, reverse hurricanrana, and gets the win. Great finish. Uh four stars. And then um, <clears throat> so that takes us to the pay-per-view from Saturday? No, Sunday. Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember at this point. So, um... Now I have to find... So, first match was uh My Fair Lady versus We Love Tokyo Sports. Um, a lot of odd couple, I don't like you, we're gonna get each other away, we're gonna piss each other off, type of stuff. Ultimately at the end, you end up having um, Def take advantage of it and um, and shove uh, C into my knocking my out of the ring and then C ends up getting a uh, pin with the O'Connor roll. Uh, probably give it two flat stars. Um, next match after that, uh, you end up getting, if I notes would show me who was next. Um, uh, you end up getting, Oh, actually, uh, the thing to announce actually is like, they announced that they're doing a, a trios tournament. um, beginning of next year on the first show of next year, they're starting the tournament.
1: It's called like the triangle something triangle right?
2: derby. Yeah. It's going to be a 14 team tournament. Um, wow. Yeah. Like, so at the beginning of 2020, they were going to try to do a grant a high speed grand prix. And, you know, they had, you know, Layla Hirsch involved in it. They brought in uh dust from, um, from smash and other place, other American indies. And then like pandemic hit and they had to just shut the shit down. They can finish it and they were out of continuation. So, like, they were always going to try stuff like this. And I think, you know, I love I love their trios matches and Stardom, so I think it's going to be fun. I You know, it probably end up being better than, you know, um, Tag League. But, well, remains to be seen, but that's a lot of people. 14, 14 yeah. teams, three people. That's, that's a lot of people. Um, so, it's going to take a lot of coordination. I hope they uh, make it work. Uh, so, um, next match after that second match, you get Mina... And all Cap Saki versus Nasco and Rowaka So Mina's music hits, and you look, and you're hit, and you're looking at you know the entrance, and you're waiting for the entrance, and like a couple beats keep going by, and I'm like Mina, Mina and Saki should be out by now. I'm like, oh god, they're gonna beat the, they're gonna bring them out. They beat them up backstage and brought them out. Sure enough, ten more seconds go by, Nasco and Roaka bring them out. And then they proceed. Bring them out.
1: Bring them out. Yeah,
2: they proceed to you know get hella heat to start fight. You know, um, Mina and all oh, Capshaw here fighting from underneath the whole time. Mina starts uh, like singling out Nasco's bad knee. Nas uh, Nasco, um, I don't know. Uh, Mina uh, puts her in a in a dragon screw leg whip, and like it was the most pathetic like selling of a dragon screw leg whoop or bumping for it i've ever seen and then um, multiple uh, two times mina tries to put Nasco in a figure four leg lock and can't get the leg lock and it wasn't Na- it wasn't mina's fault and i'll leave it at that um and then at the end um it looked like the match was in jeopardy um nazco escapes by using a weapon uh NASCO gets a a steel pipe and uh chokes Mina in uh all cap sake and one break on the five count and took the DQ. Um
1: let's look at the bright side, James. Our friend Velkiz is very happy.
2: What about me? And what about like anybody that wants to watch good wrestling matches? Um <laughs> I I thought that like if she was gonna come back, I, I didn't have high hopes that like she was going to um, become a new wrestler or whatever else. But I thought she was trying to modulate the bullshit, and like she's back, and like the bullshit's back immediately. Like I don't know why she's still here. And it was one thing when like you know she it seemed like she it's eh, you know she had been gone for so long that maybe she you know situation where like she can't come back and wrestle and she's gonna be a heater. And that's fine. But like she's back in here and like she's having the worst matches on, on pay-per-views. Like immediately first first fucking match back. Like and she is set to have a grudge match with Utami. And after just seeing like Utami have this match with Emeka over this weekend and then with um with Mayu, I'm like What the f I know she's fucking great, but like she 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 can't walk on water. Um I I'm I i am if she doesn't have a good match with Tommy, she needs to just fucking be, le- be told to, le- to leave or or whatever, or find something else to do. Because, like, this shit ain't going to work if she's doing this and dragging down the fucking promotion. And dragging down, like, average star for and, Like, I, I, I don't want to see her. Like, what match, <laughs> Rich, what match do you want to see Natsuko Toro have in stardom right now?
1: Oh, um, Natsuko Toro. I would like to see her wrestle Starlight Kid for the leadership of Odeo Tie and lose. What got a second match? No.
2: Okay. Starlight Kid's already leader. Like Nasco is back and she's number three. Like people can, you know, pretend or whatever else I, I saw she's some she
1: picture is deep number was, three. I saw some picture and they had Nasco still in the middle and stuff like that. So I don't know. They gotta they gotta get these optics right.
2: Anyway, so um, the show goes to intermission. You know, got to wash that stink off of them. And they come back, and you have Ida, Ida and Hannon versus Azumi uh, and Amasaki, and they, what do you know? Um, they got. They didn't do any bullshit. They just wrestled. It was really good. Or it was not really good, but it was good. And um, they left Azumi in there with Ida, and Ida was lining up with chops, and Azumi was trying to chop back, and <laughs> and Azumi was fucking regretting it, and she was talking. She was like, selling her hand was hurting, trying to chop with uh Ida, and um Ida made a mistake, and then Azumi caught her in Azumi sushi and got her out of there. Uh, I ended up giving this match uh three stars. So um next match after that you have this is where I think I, I told you to tune in Shuri and Tomoko yes. versus uh, Momo and Kid. This match was so fucking
1: good. This was so excellent.
2: Oh, my <laughs> God.
1: Like, bro, if they're wrestling the tournament, like, the next, like, three matches we're going to review, this tournament's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to be tuned in. Um, yeah. As far as this match, um, or excuse me, the next four matches we're going to talk about. Um, I, I love... Black Desire West Coast Team West Coast, <laughs> uh, and then I saw Shuri and uh, Tamoka and Naba. This was like my first time seeing her.
2: No, 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 This is your fr- she. Remember the girl that went to that draw uh, with uh, Hannon in, in the Future's Belt where she gets kept putting on that move. This that's her. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yep, this yep. is like your second or third second time, time, time her. seeing her.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. And man, I'm very impressed. Um. Yep. I I like, like this felt like a real. This felt like a main event. Like they wrestled this. Like it was like. You know, I did I did not like the finish though. Um they gave her that, that sick ass knee, uh um, yeah. Starlight Kid, and yeah, then she like, kicked out. A- and I was like, bro, that's like a super fi- that's like a tag team finish. Yeah. And then she kicked out and then they went to the draw like seconds later. I was like I felt robbed. But um Well I, yeah.
2: th- this is how I see it, right? Um at a start of the match, Tomoko like you look at Tamoka in her size and like, she's like the, she's small. It's like, she's like the size of kid and like, like that five, nothing range. Um, and like, you look at her and she looks like she could be like, she looks like if starlight kid and and Micah had like some type of relative or like, if like, if there was like some <laughs> type of disrelation between Micah and kid and like what they would look like, like what that person would look like, it would look like Tamoka, uh, So like Tomoka is, I think she's 19 or 20. And she wants, you know, another five foot nothing um, 20 year old, but clearly kid's a bigger star. So kid like gets in the ring, in and gets out. And so they start with Shuri and, and Momo. Shuri and Momo just do what they always do. Where they kick each other's ass and it's awesome. And then they, you know, uh, Momo tries to kick with Shuri, Shuri just, you can't do that, and then, like, they get it, Tomoka gets in, and she tries to, like, kick like she's Shuri, and then Momo's like, I'll be, look, Shuri has tons of skills and resourceful, and, like, she can do a million things, but, like, so, so you can't just, you can't just zero in and say, I'm not gonna let her kick me, but, like, you're younger, so you're not as skilled as, like, me, as, like, the, the top of this promotion, or the top of the Joshi world, so, like, I'd be damned if like your biggest gun is like you'd be able to kick somebody with a PK and like you finna light me up. So she they, they take her leg out and like from you know a, a lot of the matches like them working over her leg and Shuri having to plays to keep this shit back on balance and keep it on track where she, while Tamaki's fighting from beneath and it's awesome. And then as you mentioned, like they get this spot where like Shuri lifts her lifts up um, I think it's Kid in like a black like a flapjack position, holds and like she lets her go and like she just drops and then like. Tamoka hits this like jumping knee strike. And it just fucking destroys kid. And kid kicks it too. And then um they keep going from there. But like it was an awesome match. Like I ended up giving this four flat. A lot of people like have this at like four and a quarter. And I ain't mad at him. Like this match was a blast. And like I thought yeah. that it established it. Like Tamoka uh is really good for her experience level. She's not at the level of, you know, like the the regulars, but like. She can get there, and she has tons of heart to, to hold on to survive, like pain and, and anguish. I, I thought it. I thought the. I thought the draw did something for her, being in there and going down that closing stretch with Kid in that way.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I was into this. I'd probably go like four or four and a quarter.
2: Yeah. Um. So. So. So then you had the you know the kicking and the striking and, and the in the tec- technical technical uh, expertise of of someone like a kid, and someone like a Momo, and someone like a Shuri. And then we said, all right, we had a bunch of chisels in the ring. Get the hell get that shit the hell out the way. Time for the sledge, hammers, and bludgeons. They they brought out Micah and Hameka to go out against uh, <laughs> Ami and Marai. And Bro,
1: I saw that graphic pop up, and I had to freeze and take a picture and send to the group immediately, along with like cheering and happiness and like, oh, it's about to go down. So, in a New
2: Japan type fashion, they didn't announce a couple matches on this on this card because of the uh, the the uh, Momo and Mayu match and the um, Hameka and Utami match. So once, um, Utami and Mayu advance, that put, that's when they announced the, um, the, the two matches that we just discussed or the match we just discussed and the match we're about to discuss. And, um, I had totally, fr- it slipped my mind that they were in the same block. I don't know why, but like, you know, the, uh, a pay-per-view back in August, I think. They were this match was supposed to happen. It was gonna be like a de facto number one contender match that I thought that my Himate was going to win, and then that was gonna lead them to then go and face um Temetpoi on like the the tag the tag paper the pay-per-view where the tag team match main event. I thought that was gonna be the match, right? And I was pissed that like, you know, um Kyrie got in COVID jail and it fucked up everything. I was like, damn man, I really, you know, I really wanted to see this match. And then lo and behold, like, well, if this goes the way I want it to go, like, we'll get that match, like after my Hime wins the uh tag league or whatever else, but it'll be, all, it'll be all it'll be all it'll be all good then. But um they had this match, Marai and um Marai and Ami versus uh My Hime and, I, and like I've been saying this for a while, for a few weeks now. It's like what's better than, than one my Hime? Two my <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bro, the bell rang and they just started running they into each start, other.
2: They just start fucking colliding, and it was so awesome. They just they just kept ramming into each other until Ooh. like until until the like Offensive with, and
1: defensive linemen.
2: Yes, yes, and like ultimately at the end, like Marai and Micah get sent flying out the ring, and then what's left is the two fucking giants, and then they start and they start thumping and going at it. Um, and basically from there, like there, the, whoever, whoever started losing the other person's tag partner would come in. Even the odds they would tag out. And then it would be same cycle over and over and over. And it was fast paced and fun. And like, I really enjoy like the time I got of seeing Mariah and, and Micah and ring together. Ultimately, uh, the closing stretch ends up being, um, Ami and Micah and, um, Micah rocks her with the, uh, I forgot what she rocked her with, but she ended up her at, finishing her off with, uh, at the end with the, uh, mission driver. And this match was just, just a delight to watch. And given this, uh, three or three quarters, I just, just, and like, I know like it, you know, over time and more time and like more experience, like their matches in the future, will be better than this. If this is the beginning. I'm just happy to see this. I was, just, it really was, um, I think,
1: I think I'm going to start driving the Mariah agenda uh, just to <laughs> stick it to him a little bit.
2: Yeah. Uh, do we need to talk about that right now, or do we? Because I uh,
1: think we can save it for a bigger.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Spot. We see all. We see you three, four people on cage match. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, so. Up next, yeah,
1: it's time for the execution of nasapoy in in this. This match is for Velkis. This match is for Rich Ladder. Mafia <laughs> Bella stomp the what the dog with these with these cosmic aunties, man. The interest is Go ahead. Oh, okay. The entrances. Uh, I. I it looked like a bunch of hard shit against a bunch of soft shit uh a bunch of a bunch of darkness against a bunch of light uh a bunch of uh swag i would say against like uh i don't know what to describe Kazuki, uh regalness i'll say um and they came out here uh Donna Mondo like, basically come out with the yin and the yang versions of the outfits. (laughs) Uh, They take it off, and they look like they dress as, like, you know, as the Rhythm Nation out here. Uh, I I immediately wanted to nominate them for uh, Best Dress, or Julia, at least. Um, And then, uh, this is an awesome match. Uh, There were plenty of uh, uh, spots here where they were just putting it. On Nasapoy. and once again, Nasapoy quit. <laughs> I loved it. I I, I loved it. Uh, I've been waiting for for uh, Tekla to come back. Uh, Tekla looked great. Uh, Julia looked great. Their double team moves looked awesome. That they were brutalizing Naspoi with. Uh, I, I've been waiting for for a match like this to to see the brutalization. You know, <laughs> down to Mondo on on so- boy, You know. So during one of the uh, house shows they did a
2: um, they did a cosmic angels match, I think with Mina in there instead of Waka versus um yeah. Yeah, it was Mina in there and it was uh Julia, Hameka, and Mai. And when they got to uh Nassapoy in uh in Hameka, oh my god. Oh my god. Like y- you You cannot, like, when when, you know, like, it would be like, if you watched, like, Sean screwed over Diesel, and it made Diesel, like, the maddest he's ever been, and he was fucking Unstoppable Giant, and then somehow Sean fought fucking back, and, like, was was fucking German suplexing Diesel around, like, it, it, like, it. When I say it in that way, it sounds fucking preposterous, but somehow these two pulled it off because they're that damn good together in, like, the story and, like, their friendship, you can tell, like, it's so believable, like, how hurt Hameka was and all that kind of shit and how, like, Nats Boy is leveled up by moving on, but, uh, that's, just, that's just a side note. Like, if you ever have time, go back and check that. It's somewhere uh, between, uh, the... Somewhere between, like, uh, October 8th and uh, I think it's, like, an October 16th show, or something, I think, but whatever, um, to this, th- th- this match, um, Natsupoy, like, when Nasapoi left, or turned on Domino like, Tekla was the one that, like, broke down and cried, and, like, Julia had to, like, console her when they were walking off, and, like, that was a play on, like, when my left Cosmic Angels for Donna Domando and like walk was inconsolable and Tam walked off with her, and like it was well earned because like the, the about a the month before the turn they had put Naspoi and um and Tecla together as like the speedster tag team on the undercards of these road two shows and they were a blast to watch. They were a blast. Like I wanted them to get a tag match against FWC. That's how much I liked them. Um. So you know Tekla's been hurt and she's finally back and like Tekla's not she's hurt but she's not like seeking vengeance in the way that like Hameka is right she's just like I'm hurt I still care for you and I want the best for you but you I, but you really hurt my feelings and damn but like this is just a match and I, and I know our feelings but like the thing is Natsupoi is incredibly guilty of like feels incredible guilt about like how she her she feels about it she um, should but no but like it's not the same but it's not like she doesn't feel this way when like she she has faced uh Julia like even in the grand prix back in at the end of august or even um when she went face to face with Omega for the first time uh a couple weeks ago or a week ago like it's a special kind of guilt like I have no answer. She she looks she like when she looks at Tekla in the ring, she looks like she's ashamed of herself. <laughs> like, like that's what I can explain it. And and through this match, like Tam is trying to like kind of get her to snap out of it at points, and she does. She, they don't do the whole like I can't I, I can't function. They wrestle and throw down, obviously. But like you can see, but it's like the good dra- uh, melodrama melodrama has negative connotation. But like it's the drama that's just, like really good and action is incredible, and then like. You get, you know, obviously you have Tam and Julia in there, and they're, you know, they they'll they'll always welcome a chance to beat the fuck out of each other. Uh, but like at the end, you end up with Julia in there with um, with Masupoi. Tam can't make a play to save her. Tekla has her hauled off, and. Julia slaps on like an Indian deathlock, and then from the Indian deathlock, like slaps on the guillotine, and and like uh, t- Naspay has no chance, but choice but to tap out. But like, there's a bunch of stuff I'm leaving out, like like double dives off to the floor and stuff and everything. But like, this match was awesome. I thought about giving it four. I don't know, but like, it's around that. It's around that. It was this match was really, really good, really good, like really good emotion, great drama. If you like been following the promotion, like. When people say, like, you know, this company can't tell stories, this is the kind of shit I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is awesome. Um, what, what do you end up giving us?
1: Um, I would probably say, like, three and three quarters or four. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i still baffled that people think stardom doesn't tell stories.
2: It, it's a lot of the, well, it's Blanche. They do stuff like, it's really weird. I, it's hard to explain. I don't know. Like it's a it's a it's a it's a um complaint that you hear from a lot of like I don't know mad people that are people that are upset that like sh- they they've been successful and like the rest of the Joshi landscape has I don't know suffered or struggled post pandemic or whatever else so they're making it so they're they're, they're you know we don't want expose we don't want these people to make money and be exposed that part of it and then there's also the part oh where it's like God. um Japanese wrestlers they don't tell stories that's also that part that's inherent in the two words like get fucked so um for me like I'm always like rubbing, like bro this is this is awesome like I don't care I don't know I feel like people are missing out that are like like just like pro wrestling or just like simple storytelling of that's human um or the, you Man. know of the human condition or drama of that like it's so proper stuff and yeah, it's so I- good. <laughs>
1: I feel like we're we're running like long or else I would like completely deconstruct that fallacy maybe yeah. like next week or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um next match after that FWC versus 7 up, and Guma versus 9 and you th- and <sighs> I feel like this was like a breakout like uh, a breakout performance type of thing for you. Like I've seen you in a bunch of tag matches and she's always really good in tag matches. And she's also really good in short singles matches and undercard stuff. And like her power stuff and the way that like FWC and Guma sold for her, like they were trying to get her over, um, and I think they did a really good job at it. And I think um, Nanai came in with Hazuki and like she bumped Bro, her ass
1: off for from, from their their uh, exchange in the corner on. Like this is a lightning fast like. Incredibly well sequenced, matched, subverting your expectations. I was watching this. I was like, "Bro, I know but not about to get pinned." Like, but like I was seeing it, I was like, "Bro, I think FWC is gonna win." And then like mm-hmm. they pull it like right off the table, where mm-hmm. you realize, "Oh, they're not. They're fucking losing." Like as soon as you hits like that cannonball in the corner, yep. it's a wrap. Like from there. But uh, this was also another banger right here. I'd yep. probably go four on this. One.
2: Um, I go, th- I go three and three quarters on this. Uh, but yeah, like it was just really good in like a- another really good Nanai match and starting one, you
1: know, Man. like, like, and Na- I know, look, look, is Nene coming to play? N- look, Nanai's always like good in tags. So it's like,
2: I, I-, I don't know if people, I-, I know people just don't like the idea of this, uh, like the age of average age of like the invading faction, the new neo stardom army thing, or whatever else. And I and I think that's fair. Um, and like you watch, you know, the semi and you see our female. I don't think she has anything to offer stardom, really. But like you, you's fucking good. She's always been fucking good. Um, Nanai, she's always been fucking good. People hate her, but she's always been fucking good. Um, Yunamanase, I can see why people have problems with Yunamanase, whatever else. But like, she she's a, she's a stardom original. She she trained Nastia She trained Tam. They're in stardom now. They're two of the biggest stars in the company. It's, it's people are going to get in. It is what it is. And I think you can hide. I think you can like make it work around her in tags when she's like gonna be probably number three in a faction. So I think it's fine. Um, but people, you know, it ain't exactly Donald Mondo. I will agree with them on that. Like when they came in with Shuri and Julia and Micah, that I think that's fair. But like that's a high bar. Um, so. Yeah, um, semi event, um, semifinal of the uh, or actually the final of the, foreign bracket of the tournament. Kyrie versus Alpha Female. Um, this is a classic small baby face versus a big bruising monster. Um, I don't think that Alpha Female has much in the way of uh, vertical or sorry, a uh, her- or sorry, uh, lateral movement at this point in the stage of the game. I think she's forty now. Um. But like she's she's just like you see the sides between her and Kyrie and it's just that's you you know that story you're giving you're gonna get in like they gave you the story and Kyrie endured the blows, endured the beating, um capitalized off a mistake that, that um off the mistakes that were that she could capitalize off of, uh, escaped grave danger like getting superplexed from the second rope, um, avoided getting um thrown into the exposed turnbuckle, um, and then ultimately like you know, the mistake was uh Kyrie gets to that exposed cor- corner, corner, Alfemale charges, Kyrie sidesteps, hits the uh spinning back fist, then spears um Alpha Female into the corner and then hits a the big elbow and gets the win. Um, I gave it three flat stars. I think it's, you know, classic Kyrie babyface indoor storytelling, underdog babyface needs storytelling. Um, but like I think it's still a good match regardless of whatever deficiencies, um, female hazardous stage in the game because Kyrie basically idiot-proofed the match uh so um main event mayu versus utami um you watch this match yes okay what are your thoughts
1: um i thought that this was a situation where it feels like if you were somebody that has been wondering or wanting mayu to start getting that like more spotlight and focus. Like, mm-hmm. this was like a, a good match for you because it was good to see Mayu, like, kind of, you know, she's been, let's, let's keep it a buck. She's been kind of phased
2: down like to, to,
1: a, to a different position. So, like, this is like, I think for your classic stardom watcher that loves Mayu Butani, they, they really love this. Um, I definitely, um, there was a, there was a part in there, um, like, a lot of good like uh, suplexes. Uh I'm more into Utami as a performer right now mm-hmm. uh than Mayu, but uh I, I thought this was this was a really good match. Uh about fifteen minutes if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes. Um so won't eat a ton of time. They they kind of get right to it. But um yeah I, I can't begrudge them for wanting to push Mayu a little bit and give her something. So this felt like
2: Mayu does this and I don't think I can think of anybody else that that comes to mind that can do this or has or even would try it is like she seemingly like uh, I, I when I think of this I think of like um the 2019 Grand Prix final match not, not the final but like the final night with um Momo um this year's Grand Prix match with Julia where like It's like she has like a 25 minute match, like, you know, scripted out or whatever else. And she basically like, it seems like she says, fuck that shit. Somebody hit one big move. And then we're just basically going like the last 15 minutes of that match. We're scrapping the first 10 minutes of the 25 minute match. We're just going to go straight to the shit. And, um, I don't know how she, I don't know how she figured out how to do this, but every time she does it, it fucking works. Um, like, so they start off and, like, you know, they try, hit, try to hit each other, or Mayu tries to hit the ropes, tries to do some uh, technical stuff, and tries to hit uh, fly head flying on. Utami gets the head scissors. Utami just gets up immediately, and, and Utami, or Mayu tries it again, and, like, Utami just fucking drops her with a sidewalk slam, and then, like, the match is on like that from there. And, like, Utami beating the shit out of her, t- tearing up her back. Uh, Mayu fights back, um, and, you end up at different points where, like, Mayu has advantages, but honestly, it's is just her surviving, like, the onslaught that Utami's bringing. Um, Mayu ends up hitting a, a, a dive through the middle of the ropes. Um, and then, like, she tries to, like, get in the match by, like, going for a moonsault or going for a, uh, uh, going for a, a frog splash. Tommy stops her at the top after working over her back some. Um, and, like, Go, hits a second rope. Uh, air raid crash, and after working over that back, but instead of like just dropping it on her back, she just drops it on her neck with the air raid crash. I was like, God damn! Like, Mayu sells if she broke her neck. I didn't, I couldn't tell. Um, one way or the other, uh, and I didn't got to get any alerts saying that Mayu Utani has passed, so I assumed she was fine or good enough to wrestle. Um, so they continue going. There's another air raid crash where she lands on her neck again. Of uh, except this was from the floor. Uh, well, not from the floor, but like on the mat. Um, and then like Mayu is in danger, and like Mayu escapes out of like a Samoan drop or a rack bomb with a crucifix pin. She has another crucifix pin, or sorry, crucifix bomb. Sorry. Um, and then like they start, you know, gearing up for like this closing stretch. Everybody's, you know, one move away from being put away. Utami tries to charge her one last time. She ends up getting super kicked. Um, uh, she also she also, like, tries to go to the top rope for, for middle rope for something, and, like, Mayu stops her, uh, hits a, uh, um, at one point, no, Mayu, like, thinks she has her put away with a dragon, uh, dragon suplex and kicks, and like Mayu makes his shocked face. I think you memed it. Uh, I think you stilled it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, Mayu ends up stopping Utami on the top rope, I, and I can't recall it, this was, like, a, a callback to, um, their 2020 red belt match, but, like, Mayu finally lands, like, the, um, running three on, like, a big body power wrestler, like, she couldn't do it with Utami, she couldn't do it with Takumi back, um, in 2020, I don't think she, I think she may have tried it against Utami, but she actually lands it this time, and then she, like, immediately, like, goes straight to the top rope, and hits a moonsault, then it's like, oh, no, motherfucker, it goes up there again, hits another one, and it puts away Utami, uh, I thought this was a great match, I, four, in that four in the third range, like, they just killed it, and, like, Utami, meant like, I'm so, like, I've missed Main Event Tommy. Like, I've
1: missed Indeed. her it's
2: like, Just going Indeed. out there and you're like, yeah, you go ahead and put the four and a quarter up. You can pistol that in and see if, if it's there or if you need to adjust it, but in the four and a half, four and a quarter, uh like, it's just like,
1: she's so You know so, what it is, man. So you know weird. why she didn't win. It's so win.
2: weird, bro. It's so weird. It's like, if it, you watch her matches, her matches and main events are fucking awesome. But like, if you were to explain to someone like what she does, well, it's almost like the Elkada thing. Like, if you were to explain to her what she does so well, you can't even like say, you can't even like really say, like, oh, she, it's like she just does everything really well. And she like, in her matches pop off. And, like, like, she's just fucking great. And obviously, Mayu's great. And like, this is her third match ever. And like, they've had nothing but great matches.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I guess. I'll, um, You know, I guess we're really finding out, you know, with Utami, like, she's got to put the extensions back in.
2: <laughs> it's her hair.
1: It's the hair. That's where her powers are. Or well, else she won't win.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I will say this. When she beat Shuri... In uh the opening weekend of the Grand Prix, she did have the she did have the heron. She did have the heron. Um So there there may be something to that. It, I'm assuming that we will get another Shuri Utami match uh before we get to Shuri and um Julia in uh at, at Sumo Hall in December. Uh she won that match. So we'll see. Like if she shows up at that match with hair, I'm gonna be scared. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's this? <laughs> what's this? <laughs> but yeah, uh I, I this is a this is a very good show. Very good show. Yeah. Um obviously, you know, the that second match was just a fucking downer. But outside of that, like that's you know, NASCAR tour is the only thing they, they can down you on start on a starting pay-per-view at this point. Um what? But yeah, um next week we'll give you whatever the updates are. I didn't um whatever, whatever we'll get to it, but uh we've run long on this show, so we'll, we'll wrap it up now. Uh is there anything else you want to talk about Rich, before we get out of here?
1: no man uh everybody you know have fun and uh get thing halloween's next monday so yeah. we'll be here uh doing that i believe i work until eight so i'm gonna jump right into uh the halloween wear after oh, uh so gonna have a fun week so uh make sure you guys are following um on the streams and supporting the youtube channel as well with all the clips and shit
2: yeah um Thanks for listening to the show. Be sure to rate it somewhere happy you're using the listeners this with. Um, on the screen you'll see, uh, on the, for the stream, you'll see the the, the link to the PayPal, uh, the link to the Cash app, and um, if you're listening to the podcast, you can go to the show notes or show description and find our link to our Red Circle. You can donate there. Uh, maybe be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides, once you're ready, you have me the Strong Style, The Rookie and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grumman Watches Shit, 8-Bit Suplex, the grave consequences podcast all things elite great uh sorry great match generator get in the ring welcome i sorry meet the press slam and all things elite
1: also uh check out keeping strong style james will have a uh, segment on there this week
2: yeah i just emailed it like before we started this up so <laughs> uh, I, I hope it made it um but yeah um it's basically what we just covered but uh so um thanks for listening y'all later